0: We're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Kevin Smith's View Universe in review Universe. I did that for all the people in the comments wow. asking me to do it a million times, time and time again. That was just for you. Shout out to all of you for being there in the YouTube comments. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Nick Scarpino, Kevin hey, Carlow, Andy Cortez, and Greg Miller. Every week here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we review and rank movies live like the kevin smith view universe we do that every tuesday we do the transformers movies every friday then after that we're going to be doing the lord of the rings movies very exciting stuff for everybody especially our patreon producers muhammad muhammad cameron reagan steve powers lee Polero, julian the gluten-free gamer kieran o'donnell drew garnier and al tribesman uh, if you want to be a patreon producer you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny you get the show ad free great it's fun stuff for everybody if you don't want to do that that's cool you could watch live on twitch like i was saying or you could watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or just search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews it's a great time for everybody how y'all doing good man you just crushed that intro can we get a round of applause for tim thank you thank you
1: I appreciate it. turns out all good. you had to do is listen to the youtube comments you know That's know it. I mean? That's it. Yeah. yeah. I've been I'm going to do the same thing and fuck long. off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are talking about Dogma, the fourth film in the Viewisk universe, released on November 12th, 1999, moving to a, that, a new pattern now where it went from kind of year to year movies. Now it's every two years, which I think, you know, can kind of help. A little bit when you're directing and acting in a movie uh, and writing, I guess. Directed by Kevin Smith, once again, uh, a budget of $10 million and a box office of $44 million. That's Uh, success, Andy.
2: That's four times as much, Craig. That's what you want.
0: That's what you want. A runtime of two hours and eight minutes, making this one of the longer um, movies, unless you watch the the wrong version of the extended cut. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for you. <laughs> what did you guys think about really? Dogma? That's it.
1: Do you have more facts of the dogma later on? I'm mean, gonna have really?
0: a bazillion facts. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 to okay. Pepper okay, those okay. in. You want one, Greg? When Kevin yeah. Smith and, and Scott Moser heard that Alan Rickman was a Chasing Amy fan, they I asked him, him to play right. Metatron. He read the script and came back with two questions Would they stay faithful to the script? And were the ring the wings real or CGI? Nice, huh? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, another follow up was uh, Jason Muse had the entire script memorized before rehearsals when asked why he said it was because he didn't want to anger Alan Rickman <laughs> Kevin, Smith, yeah. Kevin Smith took him aside before rehearsals began and said he needed to be on his best behavior and bring his a game to the set does this remind you guys of cool what's funny God. is that later
3: um Alan Rickman fl- uh, fucked up a line and like asked you know what what was his line and uh what's his Drake. face Drake. Yeah, just like lost all respect for him.
1: That's <laughs> a <laughs> <Classic>, cool Greg. <laughs> there was another one too, right, where like uh Kevin had to pull him aside during filming cuz he was mouthing other people's lines. Cuz yeah, he so memorized cool. the whole script as to not piss off Alan Rickman. It's a great story. It's in a million of Kevin's different podcasts is, and things.
4: That is 100% what you do when you have Hans Gruber in your movie. Really? You fucking pay respect where respects to Greg. I know yeah. you want to be an actor one day and leave us all behind. I've been trying if- for you. If anyone, well, he's dead now, but if if they reanimate Alan Rickman's corpse and they put him in a movie with you or it's CGI, Alan Rickman, you have to memorize not only that script, but if it's a sequel to a movie, you have to memorize the script for all the movies that came before (sighs) and after.
1: It's tough but fair, and for the reanimated Alan Rickman, I will. <laughs> I, I, he, I will go on record right now. If Alan Rickman ever comes back from the dead and wants to act in a movie with me, I will memorize that script and the script for it. Can you, it wait, uh, can you imagine? Wait, can you imagine for it's a second? The sequel
0: to the Dogma Two or to Dogma. Greg's gonna be fucking good because he clearly has already memorized the scripts to all of these movies, as he's proven <laughs> the last three weeks. Yeah, so good, Pretty intense. Can you imagine Alan- for a
3: second? Like, oh hey, Alan Rickman just came back from the dead, and the f- only thing he His wants is to request. be in a movie. <laughs> With Greg That'd be Miller,
4: amazing. Andy, give me a little Alan Rickman yeah, back from the dead, asking
2: Greg to be in a movie. Well, 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 Greg Miller. Oof, that's, a that's, that's been a <laughs> It's
1: been a while. It's been a while. Well, he's been dead for a while. Really? The Snape one. Do, oh, do the dead. Mr. Potter. Do the Mr. Potter one. Oh. Well, well, well.
2: Mr. <laughs> <the Potter. laughs>
1: See, that's yeah, that's more in your yeah. The T's yes, exactly are clutched to making it a Snape impression. Yeah, top. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pop Pop. Experiamus. <laughs>
0: that's the good one that's that's the money that's the yeah, money yeah, so yeah. we're talking about dogma ladies and gentlemen who wants to give their thoughts about this movie i th- i this movie is always
4: interesting for me because i always remember liking it and then about halfway through i get fatigued watching it mm. and i think it's on the, on the last time watching it I'm, i was like i think i've pinpointed why it's because every scene by nature of it being such a complex like Uh, All these, all the references to Catholicism, the Catholic Church. Every scene has so much exposition in it. That at a certain point, I feel like I'm in church. I feel like I'm back in Catholic school, and we're in like we're in like Bible study class. And I'm like, wait, okay, who is that? And was Loki an angel or was he a Norse god? I can't remember what's going (laughs) on. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're you're learning about uh, like, for example, like put yourself in my shoes. I'm hearing all these like fucking all these names and stuff, and all I'm thinking about Greg is like. Who t- Who is fucking Diamond Dallas Page fighting tonight? You know what I mean? Because it was always Monday night, and it's like yeah. Raw Nitro or in a couple hours, and I, that's all I can think about. I don't care about this stuff, man.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I think the movie – Wait, really so is that good. how you felt watching it this time or in 1999? Well, uh, great movie. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I, I still, I no, I'm, like I'm asking real- Andy, not you, Nick. I, okay. I was wondering okay. where the DDP thing came into play. I was he's, just, he's
0: distracted. And I'm his movie's about, boring uh, him to think about other stuff he actually wants to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, exactly. gotcha, 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 gotcha. I, uh, that's a fascinating take, yeah, because you figure for me, this is like... I mean, one of the reasons I probably like Kevin Smith movies so much in terms of uh, you know growing up was that I, f- I found so many common themes in them. But being a Catholic school kid, right? 1999, we said this came out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, thats I'm, I graduate uh, high school in 2001, right? So I'm in the middle of it, man, where I've been going to... Uh, Catholic school since kindergarten at this point, <laughs> and I will go to a uh, Catholic high school as well, right? So for me, this is like the movie I've been preparing for all my life with all this stuff that I was like, "Why am I learning this? Why am I in religion class? Why am I going to church so much?" Here we are; it's all paying off, and it's all you know, reflecting back on Kevin and wrestling with a lot of things that you know, uh, you know, uh, wrestling with catholicism in general in a lot of ways and i don't think in an insulting way in a very uh realistic way right i think bethany's struggle is reflected in a lot of people i know who grew up catholic
3: um i've always really really enjoyed the movie i actually enjoyed it quite a bit yesterday too um it's funny because i've grown up catholic as well i um i grew up with like a big old one of those uh children's like bible the books big old with, <laughs> the big old with uh, like he stories he let it hang too often all Sorry. our minds wandered. I hate yeah. <laughs> on my face uh, the entire time. So like I I grew up very aware of like Bible stories and stuff like that. And as as I became older and Wikipedia became a thing, there were so many things that this uh, movie like makes fun of that like I had looked looked into before. So it's one of those things where it's like you're listening and hearing key words and phrases and everything taken to like, you know, a hundred percent and exaggerated and really, it, it's interesting to see something that was such a unique small like thing where I've spent night Google searching random terms and stuff or like yeah, Order of Scion. Angels and stuff yet yeah, scions, and uh, and then to see it come out in a comedy, I just thought that was yeah. just like such a unique and fun thing for me um also i have to run i'll be right back i have headphones on i can hear you guys still great i just need to handle something downstairs do your thing
0: (laughs) yeah i i thought that the premise of this movie was extremely fascinating uh but i think that it in in line with many of the kevin smith movies i think that it feels overly long there is a lot of exposition i think this is the least funny of the movies so far uh what i liked about it is that it had kind of the entire cast together for the most part. And that mm, kind of, like, really. I like seeing these actors, especially now that we've seen them so many times, kind of vibe off of each other. So that stuff was fun. But taking the Kevin Smith and, uh, like, the Jay and Silent Bob characters and, like, putting them through this, like, otherworldly experience kind of just feels super weird and making them actual prophets, Like, it, it, I found it hard to take the movie as – seriously as it was trying to present the information and yeah. uh and, and that's the thing is like i i was following everything that they were saying and there was some interesting ideas it's just i don't know why this movie needed five action scenes that were horrible and way too long and didn't look cool at all and it was distracting it kind of reminded me of the things i like least about mall rats yeah um and yeah so that's that's kind of the the weird thing for me is i feel like this movie is at odds with itself of Trying to do something that is way more complex than the other movies, but then still following into all falling into all of the pit holes that the other ones did. This movie hit
2: hit for me a lot, uh, comedically compared to a movie like Mallrats or even Clerks, uh, where I feel like every time they tried to make me laugh, they did. Um, and I agree with all of you all about how much exposition there is, but I'm still interested in what it has to say. So, like, I'm still listening, and I think that it's still. I, I was never bored with this movie, I think, which is super important for me, where every, whether a scene is rambling on and telling you, like, this, the you know, the backstory of Catholicism, like, I still enjoyed it, and I thought it was really cool.
1: It's the backstory of Catholicism. Yeah. the lore. Crazy. No, yes. like, I'm with you, and I mean, obviously, I like Kevin Smith movies for the exposition, for the talking. I thought this one did a good job of it talks a lot and gives you a lot and i totally understand being overwhelmed or having feeling feeling it gets gr- going on too long again i like that and i like the character interaction but i thought it did a better job than most of we're talking we're talking we're talking wait something's happening and then we would sl- go into a different situation that would be or a different scene or we would move around in a way that kept me engaged with the multiple planes of action in action in terms of what the characters are doing more than the fight scenes i'm with you tim right of like the train fight scene you're like uh, what is going on like (laughs) why wait do the angels have no superpowers why are they being overpowered and pushed around and like what's happening and why can silent bob just throw bartleby off the train like yeah sure you know what i mean all that kind of stuff but in terms of what was happening the story i think you know granted i've seen the movie probably dozens of times at this point but the way i still enjoy the way the story starts in different different points and then when it inter- intersects and then how they react and respond to that. you know, I do like the turning point for uh Bartleby Ben Affleck in the movie right where he is just trying to go home he is just trying to do the normal thing right, but then you know when Rufus in the train scene after the train scene, he has a turning point right where no, he doesn't give a shit what is gonna happen. he's moving on in this direction. you kind of see him and uh Loki flop positions a little bit in terms of power, I think
2: there was one jarring thing that I noticed with um Linda. Fiorentino. Florentini, Florentini. We're just gonna call her
1: Bethany the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, Be-
2: so Bethany, uh, I, I was so it, it was really distracting for me whenever she was on screen because I, f- I never felt like she was acting opposite aside uh, opposite from anybody. It always felt like her lines were completely separate mm. and as if like they just had her film all of her lines one weekend, but not across, not uh, opposite anybody in the screen. It just always felt like every yeah. line of hers. Wasn't was it reactionary it wasn't like she was very when she's talking yeah she's talking to alan rickman and like none of her lines seemed like they made sense to what alan rickman was saying it was yeah more she was a performance a, thing
4: she was a really interesting choice in this because i feel like everyone else was a caricature of what they were playing i feel like everyone kind of took it up to 110 percent. or like even alan rickman comes in and right he's got that fun mm-hmm. spunky alan rickman like i was on fire and you're dousing his wings and it's super fun, right? And I feel like Ben Affleck and uh, uh, Matt Damon are doing their best, like crazy goodwill <laughs> hunting vibe together, where they're over the top. But you're, but everyone seems like they're having fun. Chris Linda Rock Fiorentino,
2: is cartoon, you know.
4: Chris yeah. Rock mm-hmm. is comes out completely naked, and it's, it's and he gets what everyone seems to get. What this the vibe of what this movie is going for, with the exception of uh, Linda Fiorentino, who just kind of seems very subdued and I don't think that's her fault that's just who she is as an actor uh, prior prior to this she played a lot of like femme fatales and a lot of like sultry neo- noir movies and they brought her in for this it was very interesting and I know that but- they had a little bit of a back and forth as far as like Kevin Smith has been kind
0: of vocal about not liking working with her. Um, but it's funny yeah, that the they have fact, Janine the fact Garofalo I got for you here is uh, according to Kevin Smith on his DVD commentary, uh, Linda was very difficult to work with. Some days she couldn't, she wouldn't even speak to him. Smith said that in re- retrospect, he wishes he'd offer the role to Janine Garofalo, but originally it was supposed to be Alanis Morissette, but because of her world tour, she wasn't able to play this. So she ended up playing God.
4: Uh, I think it, she would have done that, a good
0: job. And I think Janine Garofalo would have done a good job too, because Janine has
1: more of a chop we talked about this in the kind of funny podcast, right? Of like, if you could recast somebody in a movie or whatever. And I use this as an example, cause I just, I'm not creative and I knew this story, but I think even in the scene where at the abortion clinic, where Janine's talking to Bethany, right? Like, I feel like they're just, she's so much more on it. And I, you know, we talk about, that's how uh, Linda has portrayed characters before or whatever. And so that's how she brought it to Bethany. I think it also is like, you see it that I, I, I would say and argue that like, Bethany, for the most part, is a one-note character, right? Is this one note. And there's spikes to it here and there. You know what I mean? Like her freaking out in the water, right? Her finally getting to meet God or whatever. But like for the most part, even with the, you know, talking to Alan Rickman in both her house and then in the, the restaurant, right? It is very much like she's like kind of playing the whatever like you know what i mean kind of like yeah, that she doesn't have a lot of range right in this. she's like yeah. yeah okay whatever she just always happens.
2: seems like she's but, on some sort of downer drug yeah, yeah. but isn't <laughs>
3: that isn't that the character i think like that's she's saying, deeply yeah. depressed like that's that's part of who she like is supposed yeah, to be yeah. no i, I get that, sense, that but, yeah. but
2: at the same time so she's oh my kevin but look at me yeah exactly Look no, how you're how you're not, not, not you not look how happy
4: you are no i'm not saying she did a bad job but like i think i think i think she was just miscast i think she was really 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 good in i remember the first time i really really remember her in a role was men in black and i think she played that character perfectly because it was a little bit weird and she was supposed to be a little strange and a little bit like you know kind of sexy and sultry but also really weird and off the wall and i think she played very very well against the main character who was will smith's character like coming in with that fun will smith energy in this it just feels like everyone's having a great time and she's not And I get that the character is supposed to be like this this kind of tragic figure that that gets redemption at the end. But I feel like it it, at most of the scenes she's in tend to drag. And it also doesn't help that she gets a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to the dialogue of like, you know, the movie is about the loss of faith and it's about the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. and 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 in a lot of ways, how the Catholic Church has uh, you know, is a little uh, hypocritical, um, and how a lot of their things don't make sense. The, The whole MacGuffin of this movie is that, you know, God can't be. Uh, you know, the the idea of dogma is that whatever man puts into or, or the church puts into rule God has to adhere to, which is in and of itself is a, is a hypocritical statement, right? Like, God, you can't set rule for God. God sets rule for humans if you're going to believe, if you have that level of faith. So the the movie asks a lot of these interesting questions, but it does such a great job of being playful when, like, Selma Hayek's there or, like, Jason Lee is there or any of the other characters who are, like, having this hilarious back and forth, even though clearly they don't know each other as actors, and they didn't spend any time with each other they're supposed to be old friends it still kind of comes through and then fiorentino gets there and you're like you're bringing the level of like you're trying to win an oscar to this that just this movie is not <laughs> like just should not be trying to hit
2: yeah that's so dead on that's so dead yeah, on okay.
0: let's get to the plot <cık switching sound> Shit monster.
1: all right so uh here we go we start of course uh the movie begins with a disclaimer of course telling you that this is a meant to be for funsies calm down everybody don't hurt anybody because of course leading into dogma if you didn't know if and this is just the, clearly the 90s nobody cares this much about religion now but back in the day if you even said you were going to talk about jesus in cinema and make a comedy about it people flip the fuck out and there there's people re- protesting there's people threatening to do all sorts of stupid violence and shit at the movie theaters so they put this disclaimer up of like You're going to watch this movie. 10 minutes in, you're going to see it's a comedy, not to mention it's a comedy that is pro God. Like, where, you know, I was raised Catholic, all this stuff, puts in there, makes a joke about a platypus uh, that pr- platypus proves that God has a sense of humor. Then they immediately double down on their joke of having to apologize for thing and apologize to people who care about the platypus. They didn't mean to offend people who are about the platypus. The
4: noble platypi. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I like how it's like, it's like, we, if anybody who offended the noble platypi, we clearly didn't mean to offend anyone who loves this stupid creature. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking yeah. give it to that stupid ass platypus by the time they get out of it so uh from funny. there we are in asbury park new jersey on the boardwalk where jen and i went not even because it was a kevin smith reference just because we went there during that uh, wedding we went and walked the boardwalk uh when you could still go outside uh and we find a man there uh he's an ugly little spud but he's outside the ski ball thing <laughs> and he's got hands man he fucking loves these things he he's has at hands
5: him touching him they're so
1: cool He's there to play skee-ball for some reason at 5.30 in the morning because the sun's rising, but never mind that. He's there basking in the sunlight, having a great time, staring at his stupid little ugly man hands. And then wouldn't you know it, three kids show up on rollerblades with hockey sticks, and they look creepy, but we don't know why. One's in a hell hell, hell Hellboy shirt. Shout out to that. Uh, They run over, check him into the boards there. He goes down. They start hacking at him with hockey sticks. You're not 100% sure what's going on, and you don't need to be. Uh, From there, we jump back. We're still in New Jersey. We jump to uh, Cardinal Glick, the one and only George Carlin, who is introducing Catholicism. Wow. A new campaign. So <laughs> from <good. the> church. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, you Boy, want to talk about perfect Christ. casting
4: for this. Yeah. Perfect yeah. casting is George Carlin for this. A man who has been like, who just is known for like criticizing things like the Catholic church his yeah. entire career and putting him in a, a, as a cardinal. And the Buddy Christ is arguably the funniest thing Captain Smith's ever written.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, the idea here, of course, is that Catholicism, wow, is here to turn around uh, Catholicism. Get it, you know, bring it to the new generation, the new kids, show people that you know this is something to celebrate and have fun with. Cardinal, look, obviously not your normal kind of cardinal, as George Carlin is fucking killing it. Um, But uh, the main introduction here is this is going to be a series of different changes uh, throughout the Catholic Church over the next year, but the first thing they're introducing is Buddy Christ. Uh, You know, for years, Jesus on the crucifix, their Lord and Savior has been the symbol of the church, and it's a downer. <laughs> Just him dead on the cross, right? <laughs> Down, right? And he, I love how he's like Jesus wasn't meant meant here. To, Jesus wasn't sent here to give you the willies. He was a booster. He was a he was a pal. He was a booster, and that's why I introduced Buddy Christ, this awesome sh- thing of Jesus. Uh, you know, smile, big old fucking grin, pointing at you, saying, "Yeah, dog, you do it." It's funny. Christ- I've, I've uh, yeah, I've never. I've seen that image so much over the internet and I just never yeah. knew it was from this movie. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great one. It's a great one. And a lovely Jesus. I would like to hang out with Uh <laughs> buddy Christ. Of course. Yeah. Their first initiative here uh, in the thing. And it'll be many of the other things uh, including uh, what we'll get to here in a second of their rededication of this here church. Um, I don't think we get our first uh, one from, uh, what is it? This is Grant Hicks, right? I don't think this is Grant giving us his report yet anyway. For, you know, the third triple in the Hicks family of Dante Gill and whatever. <laughs> but they'll eventually explain, of course, the whole thing of walking through the archway, blah, blah, blah. Um, so from there, we jump from New Jersey over to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where we are at an airport. Now, kids, you might say, why are all these people flying places? Back in the day before 9-11, you could just walk up to – you could walk into an airport. You got time to kill drive on over to the airport walk into the gate sit right there for no reason like yeah, our three dollars for a coke wait yeah do p- it.
3: that that's true you could just go in like I, I legitimately oh, yeah like I yeah. I never traveled before
4: 9 11. Yeah, 911 yeah, so- there's all those movies where people were meeting each other at the gate like oh. someone will come out of oh, the gate yeah, of the plane yeah, yeah. and your family will be there. It's because you didn't used to have to go through security when it was wow. like you could or
2: actually you could you still had to go through security but you didn't have to have a ticket to get through oh, security, gosh. right? Right? That's wild. The days cuz lord knows I've made the mistake guys, you know me I'm a terrible flyer. <laughs> But I've made the mistake of, like, I have a layover, and I just, like, accidentally exit. Like, fuck, I have to re-enter. <laughs>
4: oh, no.
1: God <laughs> bless,
2: bless you,
4: Andy.
1: <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so Bartleby and Loki are killing their Saturday, hanging out at the Milwaukee airport. Um, Bartleby, Ben Affleck, and hey, shout out to Ben Affleck's teeth. Brand new teeth here. Right. Hey. Baby, hey. of course. Does everybody know three. the story behind those? Anybody know the story behind no. those? No. He did have baby teeth. Yeah, I mean, he had he had fine teeth. You saw him in Chasing Amy last time around, but you might have noticed they look different. Uh, of course, the I, from what I understand, the one and only asshole in uh, the movie industry, Michael Bay, cast him in Armageddon and was like, cool, your teeth suck. You have baby teeth. You need to have uh, hero teeth for this movie because I'm going to do a lot of chin shots and all this stuff. And Ben Affleck, <laughs> like, all right.
0: And so they gave him new teeth. To be fair, it's one of the biggest glow-ups I think I've ever seen. Oh, that. sure. He
1: looks great. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, like, but it's also the hair. Beautiful. And the no-goatee, Tim. Oh, like, yeah, no no these go are teeth. big. Yeah, yeah, it's going to cause a, a big difference. Put on some weight, too. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is when you look at him and you're like, you could be a great Batman. You could be Batman. All few, you need is this. Still a few years away. Still oh, years oh way, yeah. Look at that. I googled
3: baby teeth. Ben Affleck. There's certainly a difference. And again, they're not
1: baby teeth. There's you know, teeth. Well, I
3: mean, we can call them baby teeth, though
1: little bit of gaps and stuff I mean, like. he's a yeah, fucking yeah. mega millionaire star. He's got the perfect life. Nothing's ever gone wrong for him. So, yeah, you can totally shit on his teeth. Exactly. Ahead and there go. you oh, go. What's up
0: with this? Huh? Do we have
1: answers for
0: this? Like Ooh, why, You sound why? like you're underwater. Yeah. Do I still? Fine now. now you sound better. Uh, what's up with this Loki stuff? Like, why is his name Loki? I don't know. I don't know why. I think it was why. just fun.
3: I think they were just like, like looking,
4: what's... Because back then, nobody at, knew uh, who Loki was. Looking at the trivia a little bit, um, Zay... Asriel is the other character, and Asriel is the character that he should have been, right? Because Loki, yeah. like, Asriel is supposed to be, like, this trickster, and Loki, it's very weird. Loki not in the Catholic religion at all. I just want to clarify that, right? Like, that's not, he's a North mythology character who is the same character that you see in, like, the MCU. That is Loki, which is ironic because Ben Matt Damon actually ended up playing him in the play in Ragnarok, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But it was very weird that, like, that was one of the things that threw me off this time around knowing just a little bit more than I did when I went to Catholic school. I was like, I don't I, remember I, you know, Loki being a character. I the assume they were. Yeah. yeah, so he should have been Azriel and Jason Lee's character should have been a Loki-like character because he was one of those cranking stuff in the background. I don't know why Kevin Smith decided to make those characters different. Other than I, I Loki, think- it sounds cool.
0: Yeah, I I don't
1: know a reason, and I don't think you do either, Kevin, right? But I, I, the only way with my interpretation on it always, as somebody who knew little bits about this, not obviously enough about Loki or anything, but I knew about Asriel, obviously, was just the idea that the whole point of the movie was that religion didn't nail it. And so I thought that, you know, names getting changed up, you know, uh, pronouns for God being mixed up, like that, that kind of stuff would happen. I thought it was interesting they never addressed it. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't that?
4: They also have the muse character, right? Which I don't believe is traditionally Catholic.
1: That's more yeah. like... A again, I, and again, they do right. say point blank in this movie, right? None of the organized religions yeah, you, have right. no, no one yeah. nailed it, yeah. yeah. Back, so oh, I guess that not makes not sense. sense what you or it's, it's not about what you believe it's about believing in something uh, anyways uh we're at the air milwaukee airport like, like i said uh ben affleck of course has no anus so you see him chewing popcorn and spitting it back into a different receptacle of popcorn uh but you don't know that yet uh meanwhile on top of that uh loki uh, matt damon is walking around with a sister uh, a nun of some kind who was there collecting money because again kids back in the day <laughs> you'd have people panhandling in the airport all over the place trying to get you to donate to all sorts of different things with their little tin cans and basically he's talking about how through the looking glass is an indictment of organized religion, which he in like w- basically two sentences turns around this, turns this nun's life upside down. Right. Of how that, you know, the, the, uh, walrus with his tusk is meant to re- represent Eastern religions. Uh, the carpenter clearly meant to be Western and, and, you know, be a reference to Jesus Christ. They trick these oysters. I've never read through the looking glass, trick a bunch of oysters into following when they proceed to shuck and devour them. It's an indictment of organized religion. Uh, she 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 has this come to Jesus moment where she's like, you're right. What have I been doing with my life? And he's yeah. like, uh, here, take this. T- t- I suggest you take that money. You know, uh, get out of here. Buy yourself something nice and find some man, some woman, any somebody to love because that's really what this is. Uh, this is all about she thanks him, she leaves. Uh, Loki sits next, down to Bar- sits next to Bartleby and Bartleby's like, what I don't get about you is you know there's a God. You've had conversations. You've been in the room with him, and you- but you still go out and do this. And he's like, I just love f- fucking with the clergy. What can I say, man? Then he goes, and why You know, why are we down here wasting uh, my... What I don't understand about you is why you want to come down here every Saturday and watch all these people around here when I should be watching my fucking cartoons. Uh, Bartleby, of course, is a watcher. Uh, we, as you'll find out, Loki, the angel of death. So Bartleby just enjoys watching things. So what he's doing here is watching pure Human existence as couples are reunited, people are reunited, uh, during, uh, you know, or coming off of an airplane, right? For that one perfect moment of being happy to see each other, forgetting all their bullshit. As he watches a couple reunited, and it turns out, of course, she cheated on him multiple times while she was gone. Um, then uh barley drops the big one on uh, uh loki that the real reason they're here or whatever is that they're going to start their journey they're going home uh he passes them an envelope which he doesn't take immediately and he says take the envelope stop looking at me people are gonna think i broke up with you opening up that envelope they find a piece of paper or a newspaper clipping in there i think this is when we jump to grant hicks of course uh brian o'holler and dante uh, gill uh who explains of course that for the centennial of this church they've made a rededication um if you walk through this archway, all your sins are forgiven. It's an indulgence, of course. If you went to Catholic school like I did, you're quite familiar with them. Uh, it's one of the indulgences, so you'll be have a clean slate or whatever. Um, this kicks back to them who are trying to figure this all out, piece together how this is a plan or whatever. And the idea, of course, is that these two angels have been banished uh, to Milwaukee by God for purposes we'll eventually get into, right? Um and if they walk back through there, uh, have their sins forgiven, or if they take off their wings, they'll be human. If they walk through the arch, they'll be forgiven. If they're killed, they can finally go back to heaven. They won't be angels, but they will be allowed back into the kingdom of heaven or whatever. Uh, Matt Damon argues with it again. He brings up the whatever – I forget what it's called actually. The he, But he drops the whole thing of like the laws you hold here on earth, I'll, I'll abide by in heaven again to Nick's point of – putting god into quite the corner <laughs> yeah I'm like wait you're all fucking idiots why would i listen to you yeah. but that's what god says of course while they're doing all this this is happening on the their little moving walkway in the background you see the sister drunk off her ass she keeps running out of the bar trying to take the cup salute god and all this stuff and they keep stopping her but she keeps dancing around back there also matt damon uh loki has the very um important point of wait, who sent the clipping? And Bartleby's like, it doesn't matter who sent the clipping. This is a way for us to go back home. And then everything I just said happens. And one of my favorite lines in the movie uh Where he compliments his anal retentiveness you can't, you can't have, you can't be anal retentive if you don't have an anus. <laughs> and I was really, way.
2: I was really impressed that they finished that line right as the little walkway ended. Oh, that's, that's acting, that's, right? These right? are professionals, guys. This, this is it. them <laughs> of Goodwill
1: in. Hunting. They know what yeah. they're doing, buddy. Andy, <laughs> we're going
2: to need you
4: to get new teeth for the next podcast, please. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's caught a lot of teeth. They're chompers. Lot. Though. I mean, in the front. It's, you know, are missing that one yeah, back. up. Let me see them chompers.
5: Yeah, that's oh, good. Yeah. I want a Good-looking teeth. Make
2: yeah. It
1: um from here uh we jump to mchenry illinois or uh, that's right illinois everybody uh where bethany is in church uh this opens with one of those things that uh you might blow past in your first thing but it is uh talking about john doe jersey uh, a man who was accosted outside on the asbury park uh, boardwalk they're raising money here because of course uh people want to take him off of life support so catholics around the country are raising money to pay for his bills to keep him on life support right uh, it's a you know it's a scene in this church man nobody's fucking believing nobody's having a good time most people there's a guy just listening to music people are asleep Bethany is there though uh, she eventually stands and does the whole uh, you know one of the, the Catholic chants or whatever um, from there she ha- and he does the, the, it's another one where they I, I've never been I think this is a joke but I apologize if this happens in your congregation where the priest is now now for the second collection plate that they're they're double dipping for money in this church. <laughs> That, was, that, that always no, happened in my church
3: like there would be one for the church what, and there would be another one for a second event like it would be usually like oh this person's in in so, so, uh, this makes sense yeah i thought it was i
1: couldn't tell if it was a joke but i liked it especially for such a struggling congregation uh from there we're off to an abortion clinic where outside there's a whole bunch of protesters uh bethany climbs outside of her car and they all start screaming at her including uh brian johnson and steve uh steve dave himself and walt flanagan uh you fucking baby killer and then the totally stupid line of like is that the pope and she uh, was Jean, Garofalo, i'm sorry coming in is that the pope and they all look it's like oh she got us she got us <laughs> the Pope was over there uh they go inside it's a coffee break or whatever. This is the scene we were talking about earlier with, uh, Janine Garofalo and Bethany sitting there, uh, enjoying their coffee and talking to one another. And yeah, you know, uh, th- this is, again, is like, you know, this whole thing about how Janine Garofalo is Jewish or whatever. And like, you know, can't you go outside and talk to them? They're your people. Now nah, they'd be more mad at me than you. You don't know any better. You're Jewish. Can't use that. We already use that excuse when we killed Christ, which is a very, we talk about in all these movies, the, uh, man, it sometimes sounds like, you know, you know, Kevin Smith's writing it like this entire conversation. I'm like, it should have just been Kevin Smith talking to Kevin Smith because it's like, yeah, I I, I enjoy the lines, but it's just like, this is so Kevin. Yeah. Smith. it just bleeds uh, through. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, we're just binging Kevin Smith content. So I'm sure that's not helpful. But the conversation goes on. And yeah, you know, how would they feel if they knew your, you know, their weekly tiding in church came from uh, an abortion clinic, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we get into the thing that, you know, Bethany is uh, like, lost her faith kind of thing, right? Where she used to go to church and feel inspired. Now she goes and feels nothing at all. Uh, Janine brings up this point that I would later on... Stick with me. It's a time warp for you because it's the past now, but I love that. I heard this as a kid growing up and liked it so much. I implanted it in my brain as something I actually learned in school. And then on a podcast with all of you actually brought it up once of like, well, it's like they taught me in school, right? Of like, when you're a kid, the cup's small. So faith's easy to fill. When you get bigger, it's a, and somebody had to like go in the comments. be like, that's from dogma. <laughs> you're just <kidding. laughs> What you do <laughs> so like, no? no? One in the same in a many way, many way, one in the same. Probably learned more from dogma in a lot of ways. Um they have that conversation, though, right? And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> we've been introduced to Bethany, who is bummed out Catholic. Uh, from there, we jump to a random house, uh, where a woman opens the door and a dude in a white hat looks up, and it's Jason Lee Asriel. Uh, he asks, With the scary ass sound effect that precedes uh, that? Yeah, he's got a bunch yeah. of sound effects in uh, driving home. He's bad. He's a demon. Look out.
0: <laughs> dude, real talk, though, if, uh, Ben had the greatest glow up. I swear Jason Lee had the greatest acting glow up I've ever seen. He is Uh so much better in this movie than the previous movies where I was just like, Oh my God, you're a real actor. You're not just one of Kevin Smith's friends. This is insane. But I I also think it's because he's not in the entire movie.
2: I I also think (laughs) like a lot of that is just lent is, is the character he was portraying and in the way that he was portraying it, where it very much, it felt like a Jim Carrey kind of comedic role, you know, where Every every line read is a cartoon and I'm yeah. going to talk like this and like Go ahead and shoot this it, worked. Me, right? it worked right yeah, it totally
0: yeah. it worked for me very very
1: much yeah yeah um so anyways he's he's there you know he's lies about being an inspector uh you know he's investigating free on leaks do you have air conditioning in every room in the house except the bathroom well you know what that means and he from behind the hockey stick kid Kills her, pulls the body in. Jason Lee's like, Get out of the way. He comes in there and immediately turns on the AC. And, oh, his horns come up. He immediately stands in front of the AC. And well, I, I can't quote it directly, it's been too long, but you know, n- there is no sin greater than central air. <laughs> this that is so blue true. For anyone, anyone right? that grew up
4: in the in the desert like me, that is so true. I was like, This guy fucking gets it. This guy gets it.
1: He does get it. Asriel gets it. You know what I mean? Uh, from there, we jump back to Bethany's house. Uh, she is asleep. Uh, she's, she stirs awake by there's some sound of like something clanking around and then poof, giant thing of fire and it's the Metatron. Behold the Metatron! Behold the Metatron! The one true voice of God! Uh, of course, it's the 90s, man. She's not just going to sit there and listen to some flaming bush in her freaking house. <laughs> she gets up and gets the fire extinguisher, blows him out. Uh, of course, we are. Then it's then revealed that it is in fact Alan Rickman standing there. Uh, Bethany grabs a baseball bat and is screaming at him to, you know, get out of the house, do this. It was so
2: hard for me to understand a lot of his dialogue and a lot of other lines because I didn't have subtitles because it was on YouTube. (laughs) And so it it like there were a lot of lines that kind of sounded warbly and digitized because YouTube is just YouTube or whatever. You had the DVD,
1: man. You would have been all set. You know what I'm Uh, saying? Damn, nah. Sorry, man. Never got rid of my Kevin Smiths, and it's all paying off right now. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, what are you going to hit me with? fish and turns the bat into a fish. She's like, "Whoa!" so she sits down. Uh, He starts going into the plot here, right? All right, listen, here's what's up. I'm the voice of God. You need to listen to me. We got a quest for you. You got to do this stuff for us. She's confused by all of this and not really believing it um he's laying out the plot you know leaving very uh, specific things out right and finally she wants more proof so he snaps his fingers and they're in a mexican restaurant uh where where are we you know <laughs> the only place you can go for good tequila we're in mexico actually the mexican eatery down the street from your house but it's still pretty it's still pretty, it's impre- pretty still quite yeah. impressive <laughs> uh, and, and that's just more again uh two tequilas por favor and one uh empty glass uh He's spitting the tequila back into it, and here's where we get into even more of the plot, right? That basically she needs to go on a quest for this. Just go to a church and stop some angels from entering. Uh, these angels, in fact, are uh, a watcher, and then who, and the man who was the angel of death, right? um oh, there was a great line earlier too right of where uh when she had no idea who metatron was he's like oh man put it in a movie everybody's a theology uh, uh major I love or it. Right. and then so then it pays <laughs> off here right when she's he, he she explains more of it of like you know bartleby or the, bartleby was watching uh you know asriel work uh uh, no, Bartleby was watching Loki work at uh, well, Sodom and Gomorrah. That was him. Uh, the Noah. That was him. Uh, he was watching him work uh, when he was killing all the firstborn of Egypt. And she's like, "Oh, the plagues." <laughs> and he's like, "Put in a Charlton Hest. Oh, if it's in a Charlton Heston movie, it's a big deal. It's important." Uh, and how that uh, after they completed their uh, uh, killing, uh, they fucked off to a bar, got wasted, and got into a conversation of if killing in the name of God is okay. Um, basically though, Bartleby convinced Loki to say, no, it is not who tossed down his sword. God banished them, uh, to, to the banish them not to hell, but to worst place, Milwaukee, uh, for the rest of human existence. Um, uh, yeah, And so and on top of that, he, they ruined it for everybody else. So now angels can't, they can't drink, they can't imbibe in alcohol, hence the spitting. So the idea here is that, yes, you need to go to this church, which has fucked it all up with this indulgence, this thing, stop a couple of angels from entering and thus negating all of existence. Uh, of course, if the, the pl- plot here is, if they were to go into the church and reverse the word of God, the word of God would no longer matter and the universe would be in free fall. Black would become white. Existence would become nothingness. Basically, the rules would be out the window and we'd all be damned and destroyed. So it is imperative that these people do not get back into heaven or back into that church, more importantly, because then you can't do nothing unless wait for him to sin again, I guess. Um, Bethany's still not about it. He's like, listen, you know, there's going to be some prophets that will come along the way. They'll identify themselves as such. One will talk at length the other's a quiet more of the quiet type um she's still not totally gung-ho on the idea but he's like listen you got to do it kind of thing it's going to happen whatever blah, blah, blah. so he snaps again she's back and she wakes up at the alarm thinking it's all a dream reaches under a pillow finds the two maracas uh that were there beforehand um from there i think we've in this is where we insert i believe a really quick scene of uh because when they were on the walkway um loki had said something like oh while we're doing this journey or whatever i can kill some people too i'll get back in the good graces you know what i mean and so now we jump to the gun store i believe to fill in just a little bit of time here but even if not i'm gonna gonna pepper it in here and of course it is um oh man uh, jeff right uh randall Randall. randall's name is jeff anderson right yeah i fucked that up no that's right (laughs) Okay, he's there working as the clerk in the gun shop, as uh, Loki and uh, Bartleby look at weapons, mainly Loki. And uh, he, Loki is, in, Bartleby has a great conversation of like, how are you even inc- ensure what inc- incurs God's wrath anymore, right? I remember when eating meat was a hell-worthy, on a Friday it was a hell-worthy trespass. It's like the big <laughs> ones never change, and they, they keep going back, and then they argue about uh, actually who does the most work kind of thing where he, he's talking about, is it Sodom and Gomorrah? He's like, you started a couple of fires. Uh, yeah. I rain sulfur. There's a world of difference. All right. Mass genocide is the most uh, physically taxing activity one can engage in, except for soccer. Again, like, like a great line, but so Kevin Smith, like so fucking Kevin Smith, but I love it. And yeah, uh, uh, Randall or gun gun story Just Randall Just looking who freaked, freaked out Randall. the whole time. Just looking out, right? Uh, From there, we jump back to Bethany's story. She is leaving the abortion clinic after a hard day's night. Uh, She walks out to her car and hears something. And And then she turns around. Well, it's the hockey stick kids. She's like, oh, no. And she's got like stuff. on. She got she drops her keys and they hit it on the other side of the car. And then they do this whole thing where they're like stomping on the ground like they're going to fucking kill her. And she jumps down trying to get her keys. They're still way too far. You just put your head under the car. You know what I mean? At some point, cut your losses and get your fucking pumpkin head under the goddamn Jesus. car. This, this <laughs> is like action scene
0: number one that I was talking about where it's just yeah. like you can't show this well. Don't show it at all yeah
1: yeah uh but uh you know the hockey kids rush and in the nick of time jay and the bob enter the frame jumping down uh punching around doing all sorts of stuff uh, again not great action stuff here right of like punches and stuff like are these kids have superpowers are they undead i'm not sure uh but she pulls the hockey jersey over one of them and all the stuff knocks them in, they fall down they get up like we gotta go and they run away and uh jay and the bob get to celebrate their victory right <laughs> and, uh, again i think I, I, jay and the bob i i you know, i love period but i love them in this movie like for real, or it's just like, yeah, I know they were just kids, but we kicked our pubeless ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, still celebrating, they just beat the shit out of some like, oh, teen kids, right, or whatever. uh Bethany's freaked out at first, but then realizes, okay, these guys aren't here to hurt me. Then they immediately ask if she's going to have sex with them. They're like, why would I have sex with you, like? Well, you just saved your life. We thought that. Plus, you're outside of the abortion clinic. Wait, why are you outside of the abortion clinic? good place to meet loose women, right? Clearly, (laughs) these chicks already enjoy sex. And it's just this, ah, you know what I mean? But good introduction. Reintroduction. To the motherfucking booch, dude. Booch to the motherfucking noob. Um... There's another – maybe this is where this. See, there's another, I think, little one. Or maybe not. Maybe we just – we do just jump to the diner. We're in the diner now, needless to say, though. Uh, continuing the – oh, I'm sorry. I actually did, did – Do we do the drive when, first? No, 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 no. Uh, When Jane's on Silent Bob – when she's like, I'm not going to fuck you, like, whatever. Jane and Silent Bob start leaving, like, man. And Jay's like, fuck this place. You know, we I could have stayed in Jersey and uh, made myself a prophet. And that's when Metatron's voice triggers in her head of, like, he'll gun right, inside as a prophet. She's like, ah, oh, fucking, really? Then we jump cut to the diner, uh with a great magic moment, uh, uh with Jay and Silent Bob across from Bethany in the thing, both of them f- fidgeting with their legs, and she's like, "What? When are we going to get to the sex?" I'm like, we're not, I'm not fucking you. That's not what's <laughs> happening here, right? So yeah, did you bring someone for my friend here? Yeah, hey, like- like, <laughs> like, I, I, don't I don't like sloppy second, seconds. But, uh, <laughs> uh and again, like, and it's. It, I think honestly that like, it's. And, and it doesn't always work, but when Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith does it better than most, I think of walking that fine line of like how horrifying this, these two scenes could be of Jay thinking he's going to fuck her. And it's not, it's kind of endearing. You know what I mean? Cause he is a good guy and did this thing, but then he was just confused on why it was happening. Even at the end, right? The payoff right. for all this, right? Uh-huh. So is. good. They set it, it up here, right? Sorry.
4: Well, I was gonna say because there's a there's the difference between him doing it on purpose and being smart about it and him just being a dumb shit. Right. And he's just a dumb shit. He's a lovable dumb shit, which I think is that line between creepy and all right, we forgive you because you just you're so you're in this situation <laughs> is so far beyond your comprehension level yeah. that you're just doing you just doing whatever you know you default to.
1: And so, yeah, this is where Jay sets up. All right, I'm not gonna have sex with you. All right, but let's just say we are in the scenario where the world is gonna end in five minutes, like you know, and there's no way out. Like, would you fuck me then? And She's like, in that highly unlikely situation, sure. And really? he just turns the shit, pop. Yeah, she's a slut. <laughs> 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 and, and again, like I think, you know, talking about how I love how the movie comes together, like watching that your first time. Like I, I don't know about you guys, and uh, Andy and Tim, is this your first time?
0: Yeah. No, I've seen it before.
1: Oh, okay. Andy, did you, oh, did you think we were going to build to an apex where the world was going to end? <laughs> like, it's such no. a great line to implant and then <laughs> really? just be like, oh, of course. That's just a oh stupid my god." Thing.
3: It, it also makes so much sense for him to, like, it just felt right when he said mm-hmm. it of, like, of yeah. course he would say something stupid like that. Cause, like, how is he going to try to have sex
1: with her, you know? Yeah. Bong. Bong. And so uh, Bethany instead lays out that her signing. Listen, I need you guys to take me to Jersey. Uh, They are not about this at first, uh, including when Jay stands up and she tries to stop him and he cocks back. and goes, I'll scream rape, (laughs) Uh, which is just a joke you can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But at the time, funny. And again, from Jay, from Jay, from Jay's on the Bob, I think it works a little bit differently. Uh, But she's like, I'll pay you. They sit back down to actually listen. All I need to go is to go to Jersey. You're going there anyway. Just, you know. Help me out and, and do this. All right. And uh, they're like, OK, cool. Like, whatever. They they abide by the rules. Uh, but Jay's like, but I, I get to drive. Then we jump cut to Bethany's car. Jay drives. What driving. gear are you in? Gear. <laughs> what gear are you in? Gear. and then <laughs> so we, funny. We cut to them from the, the the POV of the engine, with them looking into it as it smokes out, and her being disgusting and walking away. And Jay just goes, son Bob, like I ever drove before." <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the time Tim, that I
4: was down in Cabo San Lucas with a 50 Cent and G unit, and one the- of his guys borrowed an ATV from the kid next door, not realizing that the ATV actually had gears. And so this kid watched in horror as each. Person from G Unit just took turns riding his first gear into the fucking ground. which is just, hey! just redlining. Damn Tony <laughs> Ayo. And finally I was like, Can I can I have a go? And the kid's like, sure. I mean, just this thing's fucked up already. And I just got my <laughs> motorcycle license. So I was like, guys, here's how you change gear with a clutch. And I changed gears. And by that point, they were like, We don't give a fuck. We're high. We're gonna get a uh, vanilla. <laughs> Did they invite we you into unit? Seconds. And they just we ate ice cream Sundays with G Unit
1: while well, 50 Cent ate steak. <laughs> that's a real <laughs> story <laughs> <That's> a real, <laughs> um not that it matters i left off the point of jane and bob uh went to illinois because of uh john hughes movies they thought they would go there to Shermer, that's illinois so where all where all of the john hughes movies take place like Sixteen candles and breakfast club and uh turn a profit and like you know actually do it and turns out of course there is no Shermer, illinois they were just stuck out there after they got there doesn't really matter for the story um so again like i now. They're they're broke down on the side of the road like I ever drove before, and a bus races past them. Uh, we are now into Wait, the bus. Really, really,
3: really quick. I just want to add like I love that like this adds to their like future hatred of Hollywood. Like where they're like oh, yeah, Hollywood's yeah, 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 so
1: yeah, yeah. fake. Yeah. Um, from there, we're into the bus. We're at the very back. Uh, Bartleby and Loki are sitting there um and i guess actually this might be where the conversation i was talking about happens where it was like how do how can you even be sure what incurs god's wrath anymore oh you know the seven deadly never changed or whatever right and he's like I, I can spot the commandment breaker from a mile away he's like what are you doubting me no i'm not doubting you i'm flat out telling you you don't have what it takes <laughs> this is from the man who still owes me ten dollars over what'll be the bigger movie et or crush groove hey fuck what? you man time <laughs> to tell him on that one groove one of the shitty movies you wouldn't remember that, but like came out. I think opposite in the ET time frame or whatever. I it's bet you that funny. joke
2: killed. Like when this movie came out, right? <laughs> no, 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 I do not
4: remember that. It, I, but like,
1: like I remember watching that, being like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" I
3: feel like that joke hits right where it's like, "What the fuck's Crush Groove?" and we know what ET is, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly.
1: Right? Um, but. Uh, one row away, there is a man making out with a woman. Who, of course, is Scott Moser. The man making out—I assume it's his wife, but I don't know. Uh, and uh, he's and he's like, "There's one right there." He's like, "What? They're making out?" Yeah. It, it, its ever dawn on you that he's married? Yeah, but no married man kisses his wife that way. <laughs> so that. he inter- interrupts. Excuse me, sir. Are you married? Are you married? Or well, yeah. Excuse me, sir. Like, what? Are you married? Yeah. And then you know, he they go back to making out. He's a dick about it. The taps him again. He's like, "What?" He's like to her. Not into your fucking business, but no. Uh, Loki looks at Bartleby with a you know contempt, still got it kind Nailed of look it. on yeah. his face. Then pulls out a gun and blows the dude's brains out on the bus. Oh, we man. get it from the outside where the gunshots go off. The bus swerves to a stop. Everybody gets out and runs in different directions. Whose house? runs house. Run Stay one. house uh yeah so uh Bartleby and loki are now on foot uh celebrating the fact that they've ruined their chances of getting there by motor vehicle but at least loki still has it when it counts uh cut back to Jason the bob and bethany it's daytime now uh they're just gonna hoof it or they're actually don't know what they're gonna do they're trying to stop cars but cars aren't stopping um Bethany's pissed off and like, you know what? Fuck it. This was a stupid idea. This isn't worth it. You guys don't know what you're doing. I'm just going to walk back uh, to home in uh, Illinois here and fuck you guys. Um, Jay freaks out, starts screaming at her, and goes, you know, guys like us just don't fall out of the fucking sky, you know? At that same I point, love point Rufus Chris Rock falls out of the sky, lands in front of them. Jay has one beat and looks up and goes, "Beautiful big tinted na- naked ladies don't just fall out of the fucking sky, you know." <laughs> <laughs> funniest line in the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rufus gets up and here we go. It's uh, we have been introduced to Rufus. Of course, he is a, a naked black man named Chris Rock. Uh, he is the Thirteenth Apostle, <laughs> which he drops on everybody. Uh, this is crazy. I never heard of a Thirteenth Apostle. Of course, you haven't. Oh, actually, I'm jump. I'm jumping a bit ahead. My apologies. Uh, there's a little bit more of like, shouldn't you be liquefied? This. Uh, well, that, that only applies to the rules of living. I, I told you he's the undead. Kill it. I'm not undead. I'm dead. I had my time. I'm dead. Has a, what looks to be a joint behind his ear, right? And shows it to him. And I can't read this. Can't read it. Uh, it's a letter from Jesus, right? All the stuff. He, you knew Jesus, yada, yada, yada. I'm combining a whole bunch of stuff here. But basically, he gets Silent Bob's coat uh but his, I, his piece would be rubbing I, up inside your armor i had a good giggle i had a good giggle at the uh, it's not a joint <laughs>
2: like yeah, yeah exactly, it's like you're yeah. thinking that like he, he was busting at a little joint it's really funny yeah. to me. Wait, uh, wait, so-
0: sorry a fact that i i missed here that I, I should have brought up during the the diner time and great i'm gonna need some help here because like i couldn't find too much evidence to back this up but is that the same dimer diner that jay and silent bob were in in mm-hmm. chasing amy when they? Like, no. right before no, the, when they were no. with Holden? No. Because
1: okay. that diner's in New Jersey.
3: But there, uh, someone in the worked. chat is saying, J- Shabe Raven is saying there's a comic called Chasing Dogma that explains everything that happened from when they leave the diner with Holden to the moment they hear the kids attacking Bethany. Correct. If
1: you That's remember really cool. last week, I told you that was extra credit to read, Kevin. And you clearly failed this class. I don't listen to
0: you. So, so where does that fit into Because that was the thing that was confusing me because I saw some what facts I? and I was like, that doesn't add up for what I remember seeing this movie. But, so the dogma, Wait, so Chasing Dogma. Fact. What? Explain the Chasing Dogma thing now that we've seen Dogma.
1: It's the cha- It's what drives them to Chicago. It's their story of leaving Jersey to go to Chicago, or go to Illinois to do the Shermer, Illinois shit. And then as Kevin says, yeah, it's them coming to the realization that John Hughes films aren't there. And then them eventually running into... The abortion clinic and running into bethany or well you're hearing the kids and it cuts off there gotcha okay uh anyway so cool rufus, uh, rufus is there uh and so he puts on the coat your be rubbed inside your armor i'll do my best to tuck it back big man <laughs> and then he's like all right let's start walking he's like do you know how fucking far we are from anything back in the old days we walked everywhere did you ever see <laughs> a fat apostle Mm-mm. uh now uh from there Uh, This is when they walk and they go to the movie, Egg Movie Muffin. They go to uh, movies, you know, their version of both McDonald's and Mickey all rolled into one. But he is a golden cow. Like he is literally a golden calf of movie, right? So they're at the movie fast food restaurant uh, eating their, uh, you know, bacon or ham and movie biscuit or whatever the hell it is, right? Um, Egg Movie Muffin. That's it couldn't get that wrong. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Banana nut muffin. <laughs> Banana nut muffin. Uh, outside, this is where there's more explanation of what's going on, right? That, yes, I'm the 13th apostle. I've never heard of a 13th apostle. They kept me out of the book because I'm black. Uh, I, you know, he wants to get changes made, all that, but people forgot about it. You know, he drops the bomb that Jesus was black. They're like... Jesus wasn't black, and he, he's like, well, if Jesus was black, why'd they put him in the Bible? He's like, it's hard to have a New Testament without him, so you fudge a few facts. You make him a white boy. He, he's giving, he, he, he giving all this good shit, but you can't take it if he's a black man kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, there's more of Rufus, you know, explaining more about this, right, of like, you know, he was in his prime. He, he never got laid with Jesus. He was in his prime. He could, have been up to, he could have been up to his ass or whatever, up to his eyeballs and fine-ass shepherd's daughter, uh, let alone fine-ass Mary Magdalene, stuff like that. Playing out what's going on here, or whatever, explaining it. This might have been, yeah, when he pulled out the thing and shows it to them, and they thought it was joint, but it's not a joint. It's actually in Aramaic. It's a letter from Jesus. It's like, I'll see you in two years. Basically, told me when my, basically told me when my number was up, and you know, took all the zest out of life, kind of thing. Um, this is all going on. Rufus is laying out the whole thing of like the Jesus stuff, and then he knew Jesus. Jesus is a good guy. Jason and Bob have some good lines, or Jay has some good lines in here. I forget Kevin or anybody
2: They go to meet Muse, right?
1: Serendipity. Me, Me, Me. Yeah, no, 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 to... no. So yeah, that's my thing. That's my thing. That's my thing. All I need right now is I just need the help of what does Rufus say to push Bethany away? He says something and Bethany he, goes off to. Be he sad.
3: tells her uh, when she was a certain age. This little kid peed in her hair.
1: And I didn't tell anybody that, right? Yeah. And so hand, yeah, he, he right, didn't either. Right. right. And, and she, and yeah, what did I, I she, say? Th- that, that boy died of leukemia, and his name was whatever the fuck his name was. Um he she that scares her off then uh jay's like tell me something you, and he and rufus watches you masturbate more than anybody on the planet yeah tell me something i not uh, people don't know He looks like when you're doing it you're thinking about guys <laughs> and he walks off and there's that great reaction from silent bob and jay's just like not all the time <laughs> uh, uh rufus goes up and catches up with bethany and yeah it's this idea that suddenly like you know she didn't she had a lack of belief last time and now she's up to her eyeballs and uh Uh, christian mythology he's like hey heads up he hates it when you call it mythology uh well why don't we ask the two prophets what we should what we should call it they look over they're gone where are those fucking assholes there's a strip club uh next to uh the uh uh uh, movie uh fast food joint uh they head into there they find Janie silent bob uh bellied up to the bar across the bar is a uh, another group uh led by of course uh hooper from the firm chasing Amy in a different role obviously but he's there uh dwight oh. i forget his cool. real name I forget his real name or his full name dwight something kevin look it up for me. okay
3: put just um, also um, the kid's name was brian johnson which is funny and, that, and
1: that's his friend too that's yeah uh, that's no, the no, name of his friend, friend.
3: no yeah. brian johnson is the name of one of his friends His real life friend
1: yeah from comic book men right um. anyways so we're movie. there and guess what everybody it's Selma Hayek and she's in her brawn panties and she's dancing up there and Selma Hayek people. is an attractive woman to this day let alone in 1999 oh uh, God. Yeah, she's up one there of those, and one locking. of those like who the
2: fuck is that
1: and I'm like, oh my God, eye. Yeah, <laughs> this is right. great. And uh, every so us. often she'll look, cast a look to the other guys or, and, and there'll be a ding noise and they'll put up more money or whatever. Um, and so Rufus and Bethany come in, they watch this happen and Rufus starts to put it together. I can't remember if he says it's a mute. She's muse. Maybe he does say that's a muse, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, we set up that something special is going on here. And we also set up in a, a whole bunch of stuff that got deleted that uh, Hooper X, Hooper's people get real mad. The gang gets mad at jane on bob but that doesn't actually happen in the movie they end up being friends when we come back but we cut away and we're at movie hq where uh bartleby and loki climb out of a, a car they hitchhiked in or whatever they're like in the uh, 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 truck and so then we are inside the office and you know some fucking fat cat white corporate suit comes into the room and sits down with one of their fat cat, white corporate suits. And is like, Did you see the overnights? And they're like, no, sir, we didn't. Like, first off, isn't your fucking job? No, Wait, sir, we didn't. Uh, uh, like, we killed, we creamed them. Yeah. Dwight. Ewell. Was that, that's Uber. Yeah. Thank you. No worries. Um, and yeah, we creamed them, and they're, they're talking a little bit about, he starts talking a little bit and he's like, do I smell onions? And he looks over and it's uh, uh Matt Damon with a a, 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 knife carving an onion. Right and uh <laughs> what a it's weird thing to do nine. and Loki's like you may proceed mona me Bartleby <laughs> gets up and it's me like well first thing i'd like to apologize to my friend he's got a pension for the traumatic come on fucking! It. It's it, i love this scene of them getting back in the swing of being the angel of death and a watcher and like but like they're just not on the same page of how they want to do it and like they're clearly rusty and they have this like friendship slash relationship i guess it's been on forever um uh so Ben Affleck walks over and is like laying out how big uh movie is, right? That they bought it in 1989 from this school teacher, and they've gone on to franchise it into fast food, it's in movies, it's uh, priced to own D V or uh, VHS cassettes, it's this, it's an album, it's whatever, blah blah blah. He goes around the whole thing, and he's like, Did I miss anything? And the guy's like, You forgot movie magazine. At no point everybody's called security yet. You know, this guy's got a fucking knife in your room, and he's two psychos, right? <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, you forgot movie magazine, but I was like, damn it, fuck. And then Loki pops up like, can't, can't believe you forgot movie magazine. Uh, he walks over there and he's talking about uh, like, you know, uh, then he start, this is where Loki starts talking about religion, right? And he's talking about uh, voodoo and how it's a collection. It's not really a religion. It's just more of a collection of superstitions. Uh, you know, this is the, the voodoo doll and if you did stuff to it and yada, yada, yada. I forget what transition he makes, but then he brings Bartleby back up to start laying out the crimes of everybody and explain that there's not a decent person among you. And he goes, Bartleby goes down the thing. And I think a uh, great scene in this movie where he's just fucking calling out all the horrible fucking things these people have done. I don't even. Mean, Mister Richards dis- disowned his gay son. Uh, this guy, you know, they somehow it. get
2: worse and worse. Like, yeah. I, oh yeah, totally. It's yeah. Really yeah. gonna get it's fucking dark, yeah. Oh, Andy, yeah, yeah. if you're gonna
1: massacre
4: a group of people, you start with the least big offender and you move all the way. You got to build it up. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, okay. But so like, give them
2: reason yeah. make them feel like it's like it's it's it makes sense for
1: everybody to get killed yeah
3: but then the last one is a nice person like they're like oh and you're you're
1: fine yeah yeah he yeah, yeah he overlooked her but it, it was good for us right because we think sure. it's gonna build up but sure. yeah but yeah again yeah so there's a guy like drugged his girlfriend and framed a whole cheating on it and then she Fuck killed no. herself uh, the bad uh, uh, thing sex with a thailand boy uh i'm, I'm skipping a couple the, of the, the last one they here. don't even it's tell stunned. us right He's like something about his son. He's he's like, like, yes, he gets son, to the woman he's and he's like, hey, yeah, you know, like you, you, you're you actually a pure soul. You lead a good life. Good for you. And then, yeah, the guy at the head of the table, like you have so many things. I can't even, there's so many skeletons in your closet that are horrible. I can't even vocalize them. Vocalizes one as he whispers in his ear and the dude breaks down crying. <laughs> and Matt Damon's like, he's your son, you sick fuck. Uh, at this point, uh, Bartleby leaves the room, leaving it to Loki, who, you know, does a little bit more monologue in here about how horrible everybody is. And he's like, uh, you know. He starts to leave and he's like, oh, I forgot my voodoo doll. He's like, My voodoo doll. You know, if I believed enough in this, and he smashes it down and nothing happens. But everybody freaks out. He's like, I don't believe in voodoo. And he leaves the room and then gives it a beat and then comes back. But I do believe in this. <laughs> starts shooting everybody. Got Bartleby's him. outside Bartleby outside with but the I movie magazine. <laughs> I
5: love
3: I love that moment of Bartleby sitting there being like, God, he's just so upset. Like, I believe in this like ah, uh, it's so yeah. funny in that like talk like says so much about their friendship
1: uh then yeah uh, uh he gets to the the very end that woman right and he's like he offers her a piece of gum you lead a good life and we i skipped the point where he in the middle of his speech loki sneezed and nobody said god bless you and he's like but oh, like he pauses and looks around. <laughs> <laughs> Loki, all right but you're getting off the light uh then we jump back to um 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 the strip club now it is uh, Jane, and Bob are off with the gang. They've been accepted. Uh, uh, Bethany, Rufus, and the Muse are sitting there, and we have it laid out that yes, this is a Muse from heaven. Uh, serendipity. She's creativity. She's inspiration. Nine of the top ten uh, grossing films of all time are hers. Somebody sold their re- soul to get the the license, the rights, uh, or whatever. The profits up on uh, Home Alone, which is a John Hughes film. Another reference there. Um, and the idea here is that. After inspiring people for so long, uh, serendipity was like, you know what? I'm going to come down here and make my fortune and write all my own stuff. She came down here in the writer's block. She can inspire everybody, but she can't have any ideas for herself, which seems like a simple enough thing of pulling aside any human being and being like, hey, you seem like an all right person. I'm going to give you thousands of ideas. You're going to be the most prolific writer of all time. We just got to share the money. You got it. Selma Hayek with no vagina. Got it. She she doesn't want
3: the money. She wants the credit,
1: right? Is that the... She said she I mean she says she was gone she came down to make her fortune. She didn't say I came down for you're right, uh, I'm sorry I'm an idiot. And everything else. No, you're not I'll you're think very you smart, man. Also right you should be like, put my name on the stuff. We wrote it together. Also true. That's also that's what Ben Affleck did with Matt Damon, right? I definitely uh
5: is this the
3: first time we see that Ben Affleck Matt Damon buddy like relationship that uh we're gonna see the in, like, one thing the happened before this. Time. Oh, did it?
1: Yeah. If, if, if you remember from the DVD commentary or maybe it's just a blog or whatever, one of his many stand-up specials or whatever, uh, I believe, and I'm probably out of context on this one. I believe when they shoot the scene, we were talking about on the bus where he's like to her, I believe they shot that the morning after they won the Oscars. And I believe that's the part I don't remember. I do remember Kevin Smith saying it was kind of tense on set because like they didn't thank them during the Oscar speech so there was like mm-hmm. this thing of like oh like we helped you guys out we felt like we you know what i mean but like they eventually Wait, got over and thank uh kevin smith's crew yeah well kevin smith i guess yeah. in general and like they're long i don't it, again i'm dusting off for you
0: a know, just, basically just a
1: right because i think out, it yeah. was that like i don't know that like ben, uh, ben had been in mall rats and slept on his couch and then they put him in chasing amy and then he put you know matt damon in the thing or whatever i think it was one of those things a weird thing to be hung up on but again you're young and in Hollywood, I don't fucking know what's happening. And again, this is years and years ago, so
0: whatever. Before you move on, (laughs) let me tell you.
1: I'm like, I just went back in time to talk about the bus. (laughs) Where am I now? (laughs) Uh,
0: Let me tell you about our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are brought to you by Manscaped. And I happen to be wearing a Manscaped Uh, t-shirt. To be fair, I only wore this, not because we're sponsored, because I wanted to wear some purple to match the room. Um, But manscaped makes very comfy shirts as well it seems thank you to manscaped for turning our loud shrieks into multiple peaks see what they did there shrieking from cutting your balls into shrieking from other people fondling your very soft balls Uh, men start taking notes because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past no more cuts and nicks with the manscaped lawnmower 3.0 this is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you can keep your bad boys nice and smooth the manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved 3.0 this is a premium premium product here the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave i took my time a couple days ago everything's looking real nice down there thanks to the lawnmower 3.0 can't do that nick i would if i could but can't how many people have written in telling us stories about how the lawnmower has uh improved their their balls everything really about them um, you could join that group of people by getting 20% off and free shipping with the code MORNING at manscaped.com. You can get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MORNING. Your partner, your dick, and your balls will thank you. The, this copy is just getting more and more. Like, dirty. let's just push it. You know what I mean? Like people aren't getting caught anymore by people talking about balls. We got to throw the word dick it's in nasty. there. <laughs> 20% off, free shipping with code MORNING at manscaped.com. Next up, I wanna talk about ExpressVPN. We all know that ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but there's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix in your area. Uh, We were talking about this last couple of weeks as the last dance documentary had been going on. Uh, You can get it on Netflix in other territories, but you couldn't in the US. So you can use ExpressVPN VPN to to get in there trick your netflix into thinking it's somewhere else and you get to watch uh the best documentary i've seen this year i can tell you that much uh expressvpn hides your ip address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located you can choose from almost a hundred different countries uh if you love anime you can use expressvpn to access the japanese netflix and they have a whole bunch of cool studio ghibli stuff over there uh and it's not just netflix expressvpn works with any streaming service like hulu bbc iplayer youtube you name it it works with it there are hundreds of vpns out there but the reason that you should use ExpressVPN is that it's ridiculously fast and there's never any buffering or lag so you can stream in hd no problem uh you can visit the link right now at expressvpn.com morning you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free show your support for this show watch what you want and protect yourself with expressvpn at expressvpn.com morning one more time that's expressvpn Dot com slash morning. Back to the plot.
1: So when Rufus, let's, let's rewind for a second to give you two little things that will make sense here. Uh, when Rufus and Cr- got introduced and he was like, you ever see a fat opossum? Mm-mm. And they started walking and they turned their back on the street, at which point the hockey kids were there. They went to make their move. The leader stopped them. They cut a hole in space time. They jumped through it. Uh, then we went on the movie. Then eventually we cut back to the hockey kids being with Jason Lee all beat up. And he's like, I can't even trust you guys to kill a woman. Uh, now that they found the last scion, I need to get moving. I guess I'm going to have to send the Golgoffin. Uh, from the, then they went back to the movie and everything else. So now we're in the strip club. Uh, like I said, we're around the table and uh, it's just a lot of dialogue here from Bethany, uh, serendipity and Rufus again, setting all this stuff up. I'm going to throw some things in here. Cause I'm not sure when it happens, just but I'm going to catch him. You know, the, you know, like Rufus, he wants some book changes made in the Bible. And he's gonna, he's looking for Bethany's help here on earth to do that of like, you know, he, he wants to be mentioned in it. Right. Um, he thinks it's fucked up that like the, the books jump ahead, right. From Jesus being what, 10 or whatever it was to being 30 no i think uh, that's later
3: that that's is a conversation yeah that's at the fire thing where because right, she's trying well, to come to I terms said, though, i'm
1: tossing it all in now Kevin. he's just you tossing shut it in, in Have it down all right uh, no no, okay. <laughs> um, so anyways, they talk for a while. And in between I'm this, they keep cutting your back. Salad, you're giving
4: him a Cobb salad right now. He's just going to have to eat the Cobb salad.
1: They keep cutting back to the bathroom where the shit's overflowing, and it's going to be the Golgothan. Um Again, we're setting more stuff up here, and it's all happening, and yada, 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 yada. And then, uh, yeah, so then uh, Jane saw Bob come over. like, they made us part of the gang. Yay. And then uh, the Golgothan bursts through the door. He smells like shit. Obviously, everybody's like, oh, he smells like shit. Because he's made of shit. And uh, then the gang runs over, like, friend of yours. And he's like, no, nah, smoke this fool. So they run over there and start shooting. But we cut to the scene of just Jason, the Bob, Serendipity, Rufus, and Bethany watching the destruction happening. And their eyes are bouncing all around, right? And the Golgothan apparently just beats the shit out of all these people. Tim, do you like this? Since they can't do action, they don't show action.
0: Yeah. Well, th- well no, because I mean, it still takes super long. And like, this is a thing, something for me that just straight up doesn't work, where it's not funny. And the action's bad, so it's like, it's why so, are we going through so much? Like that, what Andy's doing now, that bit works for me. Like that's funny, but I feel <laughs> like they could have done that for a second, not for yeah. ten seconds. Cutting back, showing all the destruction, going through it all. It's just like, what are we even doing right now? Like, why is why is he made a shit? Well, we're about to find out. Uh, while they cut back, they run to the
1: bar, jump over. There's a, there's CG shit coming at them. They jump into the other side of the bar, and uh, Serendipity starts making Molotov cocktails. They're like, what the fuck is this thing? She's like, basically, you know, the hill Christ was crucified on, outside of him, everybody who was there was a horrible person, rapists murderers, you name it. Uh, when they were crucified and died, of course, they lost all muscle attention, which meant they they went, all their muscles went lax, including the sphincters, they shit all over this hill, so all the piss and shit from these horrible people was on this disgusting hill, uh, and this is that shit there, like, it's a, it's a Golgotha demon or whatever, I think it was Golgotha hill or whatever the fuck it was called. Um... So now it's coming to kill us and all this shit. And while this is going on, eventually Bob has an idea. He stands up right as the shit demon gets to the bar. He reaches into his coat. He pulls out an air freshener, sprays it in his face. It falls down. How did you know that would work? He shows the bottle to Bethany, knock out strong odors, knocks out strong odors. Humor. And so that's how they stopped that thing. Um. Now okay. we jump. When I said that everything
2: made me laugh, I, let me take that back. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's,
0: it's like, like the lamest joke in the thing. Um, it just takes so long. Like, shouldn't even think it's right? like. I asked, "Why is it there?" And you gave me the answer, "Why?" But like, yeah. that's one of those answers. Why? Like, okay, but why was it in this movie? Because they're trying to be funny, and it's like yeah. that's the reason they came up with. It. And that reason sucks. Everything about this was bizarre. It was like a
2: it was like a dumb thing with a lamer payoff. I thought.
1: Um. So from here now, um. Oh, stick with me. Okay, we've, uh, Bartleby and Loki have finished off the movie stuff. They're, oh, they want to, they want to get a train ticket to New Jersey. The train's already gone. There'll be another one tomorrow. I suggest you don't, or it's sold out. I don't want you to, I suggest you don't understand, or underestimate the drawing power of the Garden State. I love it, because she's so serious. They turn and have a conversation real quick of like, well, fuck it. Why don't we just uncase our wings and fly? Like, what do we care? We're about to and we're about to go home. What do we care if that people know or see us or whatever? At that point, we it, they get the scary noise and it's Azrael? And he's just like, You wouldn't want you want to uncase, you want people thinking you're a bunch of fairies now, would you? Uh, he drags them into a toy store aisle or like a Walmart or whatever, a bunch of Mad Men stuff behind him, a reference to the, of course, Mike Allard, the guy who was in Chasing Amy, what we didn't talk about, and also drew all the covers because he drew Mad Men uh, or madman. In this aisle, there's a the discussion of, like, guys, you cannot do this. Uh, you know, I have somebody covering for me in the pits in hell or whatever. Uh, both sides are looking for you, upstairs and down. Lucifer's pissed off that you might do what he can never do. Obviously, uh, everybody upstairs is pissed off they're going to go against God's word. You have to stay off their radar. You keep walking around killing people. What are you fucking thinking? Like, you can't – you have to move incognito. You cannot uncase your wings. You cannot be killing people. You need to just stay off their radar or whatever. Um it, this is laid out then that you know you know Bartleby at one point is like thank you really, you're a true friend or whatever, and so it's laid out like that you know it, at one point these guys were cool and apparently they are not cool anymore, so um, from there we are on the train. I'm trying to think of what the first scene we see on the train though is because we're on the train, everybody's on the train. There must be something there, but it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, at some point though uh, we. Well, this is like, asleep in the cabin right a yeah exactly tour. but i'm trying to remember what the stitch is before we have the walk up of of the different she walks, it's like right yeah yeah i remember there's that great reveal where jane silent bob are in the thing and it's our friend barry and larry or whatever yeah. it doesn't matter anybody's like oh hey and she sits down it's it's everybody at the at one table or whatever it's fucking awesome i love, oh, I it's, love a, how this it's uh barry and larry and he goes oh they said you were gonna fuck him." Yeah, yeah. Jay says says you're gonna sleep with them. They sit down and they start talking. Um, Eventually, uh, Bethany and Barry break off on their own to sit down and have a conversation. And it's a whole conversation about breakups, right? Well, I left off. I mean, Bethany's main thing, I think when she was talking to Metatron, actually, yeah, this is how she got out of the restaurant, right? When she was like, you know, When a quiet infection destroyed my uterus, you know, and the man I loved left me because I couldn't bear his children. Where was God then? uh, Laying out why she has an issue with God or whatever. You cut here and it's that same thing from two different sides. It's both the backstories colliding where, you know, both of them talking about a breakup. Bethany talking about her breakup with her husband. And uh, Barry uh, talking about uh, his breakup with God. And, you know, God stopped listening. He kept talking, but he got the feeling God wasn't listening anymore. And, you know, this whole more veiled stuff of you know like you know they tell you lies like it'll hurt less over time when in fact it hurts more they're both you know mourning these relationships that are different obviously and they don't fully understand um at some point though They get into, you know, Barry is like, why are you going to New Jersey? She's like, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. He's like, yeah, try me. And she's like, I'm going to a church. And he's like, oh, really? And it starts. And at this point, Rufus gets stirred awake by, you assume, the divine intervention. And he comes out to start looking. And she continues to lay out the entire thing that, yeah, she's there to stop these angels from entering the church. And she's getting hammered. And yeah, they were drinking over. Nothing's happening to Bartleby because he can't, you know. Well, he starts off seeming kind of drunk. It doesn't matter. Uh, but you're right, though. Yeah. And it's also he was straight up drinking, which is I understand. Of course, he doesn't have to worry about the not getting drunk anymore. But how is he peeing? Because he doesn't eat because he can't. He doesn't have an anus, but he also doesn't have a dick. So he can't pee. He
2: just like I, s- that.
0: I saw all of
2: I saw all of the empty beer bottles near him yeah. or whatever. And, and what I, I and I think as time goes on, we're supposed to see a huge sort of uh, difference between her being really, really drunk now because she's Mm -hmm. slurring and she's feeling good and he's still the same. Like I didn't notice a change in him at all.
4: I mean, Greg, I see what what your point is. I mean, it's the same question I had when they'd show like Vicky from a small wonder drinking, like, where's it all going? is there like a pipe mm-hmm. thing I I like had had that i feel like explain that in
1: one of the episodes of what was happening with vicky he put an induction port in her and wow, jamie why? was just abusing it fucking small one why do we bring guys. up this stupid fucking show
2: all the time i don't think
4: that was what jamie wanted back in the day oh i bet it was <laughs> well, uh
1: anyways maybe. though in so she, finally bethany's like how am i supposed to stop these angels from entering <laughs> And he's like, you know, I, I I suppose you're supposed to kill them. It's like, kill them. Can you how would you k- kill an angel? And he's like, oh, I suppose he grabs a bottle. I suppose it wouldn't be much different than killing a human. Uh, at this point, Rufus walks in and he's like, Bartleby, the apostle. Uh, uh, Bethany jumps up and he's like, oh, Rufus, let me introduce you to my friend Barry. And Barry jumps up or Barry, <laughs> Barry, uh, Barth. Bartleby breaks the bottle, jumps up, grabs her puts the bottle to her neck and she's like, don't be dramatic and he starts calling and he, uh, Rufus starts screaming at uh, Bartleby about this or whatever, she puts it together uh, she's like, get the fuck off me he's like, oh, for a second, you were. You were uh, 10 minutes ago you were begging me for it, lady uh, and he's like, Loki, Loki gets up uh, 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 there's this whole interchange, oh, the apostle, and like, and he's like there's consequences to your re-entry you, you, there's more happening than you need to know about, yada 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 and so they keep falling back, and eventually um, Jay wakes up, and he's like, I swear I didn't come with you, Pete. I swear I didn't come with you, Pete. He wakes up. Oh, uh, at some point, he stands up and like, well, look at these fucking flat levers right here. Uh, Matt Damon knocks Jason out, or Jay out. Uh, this makes Kevin Smith go into Popeye mode. He stands up, you know, starts beating on uh, uh, Loki, throws him off the train, uh, you know, Bethany and, uh, uh, Barry are flying around in there. I think Rufus gets knocked down. She gets tossed off onto a table. Eventually though, Bob grabs her or uh, grabs, uh, Bartleby and he does this Schuler bop thing. That's a commentary joke. Uh, and then throws Ben Affleck off the thing. I'll oh, get you for the Schuler bop. Uh, he falls off or whatever. And then, uh, of Bob gets his first line of the film, right? Lights a cigarette, turns around. There's a dude terrified in the corner and he, he does the whole thing of a no ticket which is Indiana Jones, Nick. I bet you didn't know that. Oh, I did not know that. Thanks for clarifying. Last am no happy to be there. for him. Happy I thought, to be there I thought him. it
0: was weird because I feel like in all the other movies, Bob talking's like a big revelation moment. And it's weird that they kind of didn't follow through with that unless I missed some time. I think we commentary. had enough revelation characters in this. Like yeah. every single character has this
4: wow moment where it's like, and then you believe in God again. So it's, I like it. I like that. It's funny that he
1: just gets to say one line, which is a nice cute little reference to the last crusade scene. That, yeah i thought so on. too it's this and thanks later on and like yeah it's i think you have enough exposition and giant things happening that i didn't need it for Yeah, because like
4: alan rickman is sort of like that character where he's trying to tell her like where the moral compass is supposed to go so i don't think we need more of those
1: greg you're getting there by the
2: way it's mr papa mr papa I'm, I'm gonna keep working there, on anything. you're getting Thank there you. keep, i, keep, keep I sent
1: out. away i think that 99 dollars you asked for for andy uh, cortez's school of voices but i haven't heard anything <laughs> about my first class uh yeah we'll get back to you uh, so now it's uh, uh, Barry and Larry, uh, Bartleby and Loki in a parking garage that they've been thrown off, and they walked into a parking garage. And uh, they this is the switcheroo moment where Bartleby goes full evil, and because mm-hmm. Loki is very much like, "Dude, we need to stop this," like you know. And Bartleby's like, "No, we need to continue to see this through." He's like, "You heard there's going to be consequences. We don't understand." And he's like, "Shut the fuck up! Like we're doing this. We're going home." Like, and he lays it out again. And I, this is one of those moments I, I know. It's a weird one where I I don't know how much of it's just the internet being the internet, but people like to shit on Ben Affleck. I think he's really good in this, and I think, I think this it's is really good. Great, it's a really great scene for him here. I love the, I love the escalation and laying it out of like basically like. He has infinite fucking patience for humans that, you know, he he some of them don't even believe he exists. He gives him this perfect plan. He gives him all these chances. I asked you once to lay down your sword. And what happened to us Our expulsion from heaven. And it's just this like thing of like you really see him unload like a millennia of pent up rage in this conversation. I'm just like, I don't fucking care what it costs. We are going there. We are getting this done. And then he has this weird line of like, you know, when I have that bottle to her throat, that bitch's throat, you know how I felt? I felt righteous. And Loki's like, I've heard a rant like this before. What the fuck did you say? I've heard a rant like this before. You sound like the Morning Star. You sound like Lucifer. And then he shoves him up, and he's like, We're fucking doing this. We're in there. he's like, I'm going back to Mulan. He's like, The fuck you are. You're in this. We're doing this. We're fucking doing it. Yeah, uh, I got teeth. Then you how jump. Stoked to, you,
2: how stoked do you think they were that like they got Matt Damon got also in this? <laughs> like, because obviously he was in Chasing Amy or whatever, but he was such a, like a tiny role with like two lines. Yeah. But at what moment do, do you think they knew that Matt Damon had the stuff? Like before, but bef- obviously before Goodwill Hunting. Do you do you think they knew at one point he was gonna be a name? You don't. Th- you thought he'd do. Was just like I, I don't Van think Affleck's so at all. Friend. I I think you it was think just like, like, hey,
1: this is my friend. I remember when I met Nick, and I'm like, he's gonna be a name, and then just look, it never happened. Like there's people happened. who have potential, yeah, it, just it. it just no, does not happen. No, the thing
4: anymore. is, the thing is, before this, Matt Damon had but had not done. I think the the only other thing I remember seeing him in was School Ties. Do you remember that movie mm-hmm. with Brandon Fraser? Is that what it was I called? Do, I do remember school Ties. And I mean, he was God! an asshole. He was like the bad guy in this, and it was it, it was a dramatic movie about Brandon Frazier going to like a, a boys school, like a prep school. Yeah, he, was, he was Jewish, Jewish he was like, like a cat like that. A and then of course they they ostracize him once they find that out. But but uh, Matt Damon's character is like the head antagonist, shithead, like leader of all the kids who accepts him at first, and then of course when he once he finds out he's Jewish, basically ousts him. So I remember watching that and being like. This kid's a piece of shit. He's just a giant piece of shit. And it wasn't until like Goodwill hunting and this movie where I remember thinking, oh, this guy could actually be a leading character. But he, but he built that career over a long period of time before he got like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't think he got really broke in the industry until Goodwill put him on the map. But they won for writing, not acting. And then I believe like the American world police. I that. mean, you can <laughs> if you look back.
1: I'm looking at his IMDb. Talented right now, Mr. Right? Ripley, probably his first big. There's, there's a whole Ripley bunch of stuff Ripley happening Ripley. here. Yeah, school ties in '92, but then, like you're talking about, where it starts. I think where, where what we're talking about '97 yeah. is chasing Amy. Then Rainmaker in '97, Goodwill Hunting in '97, Saving Private Ryan '98. In, oh, yeah, oh. in 1998, Dogman '99, right. Talented. I think that's where you really start seeing it, right? Saving I mean, he really, Ryan. he not into like movie. AAA
4: status when the Bourne series, though. I think Bourne Identity was what like made him mm-hmm. Matt Damon. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's definitely like really... That's
1: 2002 when he becomes the yeah. action star. I'll, I'll say it, it right Ripley.
2: now. I'll say it right now. Sam yeah. probably Ryan, my favorite movie ever. Great fucking wow. movie. We'll Sam and right
0: Review, number one.
1: We're to vote. So that's the end of, or at least we're, we've seen Bartleby being Loki be established now. Now we jump back to Rufus. uh uh, jay sound bob and bethany who are off the train jay's like why do we get off the train he's like simple you know warfare if your enemies know where you are don't be there uh they're making a fire in the woods yeah kevin this is where we start talking about making the changes in the bible um whatever else is the thing i was talking about earlier that was happening here but more importantly uh bethany's like i'm sick of all the cloak and dagger bullshit what the fuck is going on like why what is happening and he's like, you're the great, 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 great grandniece of Jesus, right? Because Jesus had brothers and sisters. Oh, that was why the Bible jumps the way it jumps, right? Where it jumps from him being a 10-year-old boy to a 33-year-old man. It's because they wanted to get that stuff out there. And she's like, it would be you a better understanding of you know what made Jesus, Jesus. And he's like, well, no, they took it out because Mary and Joseph have other kids, meaning that you know on some chromosome level, there are ancestors of Jesus. You are the last scion. You are that person right now. You have some of Jesus's blood in you but like you know, whatever that wouldn't make has her the line you know, totally stoned just like so that makes bethany a, a part black <laughs> <laughs> a great line
2: i laughed so hard at that what was that, that kevin you're going to the credits too oh, nick pop oh there he
3: is uh i was gonna say like that's that's so interesting that like she can bless like like water and stuff because like why why would she she doesn't have any of the divine in her right because her somewhere along the line like it was his like step br- or half brother yeah yeah but like the the virgin mary didn't have any you, you know what i mean like when i you guess you're, you're sure you're, when christ, christ blood came blood out of her jesus, so right. something whoa, 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 made it special whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. well she shared some blood with jesus right when you're in utero you you switch you swap blood back and forth so you assume that there would be some dna exchange back and forth and sure, when the other sure. kid half power mutants yeah i'm jesus
1: jesus blessed the womb you know with his presence
4: yeah. yeah. So one, anything right. that goes in and out of that womb is uh, is uh, capable of turning water into wine, which is why Joseph used to bang a lot of buckets of water. <laughs> I knew. It was hey, that, Joe, do the, I knew. Joseph, it was do that, the I knew where we were going. No, do the trick again. All right, buddy. Give me, your, why, give me your bucket but of But why wine, would I'll Joseph talk. do it? Now going. her husband. <laughs> <laughs> which one was Which Joseph's husband? <laughs> right, I can't hear you. Wasn't jo- wasn't Joseph Jesus' dad? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like, then so
3: he's just for sure a normal human.
0: They say whatever goes in and out of that womb is. Got blessed. it. All right, that makes yeah. sense. There we, there we go. There we go. But wait. So she's the the like whatever twenty time great whatever. Yeah. Doesn't that mean there's an entire bloodline that's also descendants? Yeah, if you remember correctly,
4: guys, this was actually a prequel to the Da Vinci Code, which was what? exactly what that was about. Yeah, it was crazy. There's a there's at this point. Boiler. There's tons of Jesus. Uh, but,
3: uh, but Jesus the Da Vinci Code, the Da Vinci Code is Jesus's son or like kids. Which, yeah. You're feeding there, cup. Butterfinger. <laughs> <laughs> gaming better with Butterfinger.
1: He made it as far as he could into the show, but now he, he needs to
0: pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> what real talk though. Why so why is she the one that they're going after? The third she's the, the last Zion.
4: She's the only one that could do
0: this. So because she's last, she's yes. special.
1: She's God, special. Okay. She's, yeah, the last, she's the last, the last lineage she's Christ on, Christ around here. Yeah. I yeah. do it, love it, the whole I do
2: love the whole story that uh that um Alan Rickman's talking about about like Rick Hindutagangri, um, Rickman. That's great. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's and, how we would and, say his last name. Talking, talking about how uh, you know how all of that time period of Jesus' life wasn't talked about because it was it was awful having to tell a kid. Who just wanted okay. to play with other kids? Like I, I loved all this sort of exposition. Yeah. So yeah.
1: yeah, as Andy's alluding to, of course, once she finds out she is Jesus's great great grandies, uh, she runs off, uh, runs uh, through the woods. They're like, "Let her be on her own." Uh, she trips into the water, starts smashing the water, screaming, "God, she hates God uh, for doing this to her!" Uh, at this point, yes, uh, Alan Rickman, uh, the Metatron, reappears, uh, walking on water, and be like, "He can't hear you," you know. Uh, they go into this whole. Th- oh, by the way. Uh, Salma told her that God was a woman and so she refers to God as a she while everyone else continues to refer to God as a he with Alan Rickman making one reference to it later on and it's very much goes with the Gozerian situation of God is whatever it wants to be um Alan Rickman is like yeah you he can't hear you right now that's why we need you and he's like she's like it's not fair and he's like he goes through this whole story of yeah telling Jesus you know that that he, this boy that he was the last son of God and he was going to have to die for everybody and him saying, you know, take it back, please take it back. And if he could have, he would have. You know, I'll tell you something I've never told anybody. If I could have, I would have, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't obviously. And how that, yeah, this is heavy, but this is what's needed or whatever. And eventually calms Bethany down, takes her back to the fire. Uh And, oh no, I, I'm sorry. Calms bethany down and then basically does one of those finger snaps and puts them into a very fancy ballroom uh where it's jay bob rufus at the table jay got the joint he's like i think it just kicked in um uh, uh the apostle's like when weren't we just in the woods bethany and uh metatron uh, approach and he's like the voice the apostle uh they sit down and again now it's all cards on the table thing right of just like listen uh and this is the the hook right of like we don't know what's going on up there. Don't you think we would, this is well within God's purview to stop, but God has been incapacitated. We don't know where God is. God came down. God's a skee-ball fanatic. God comes down for these little vacations once a month and usually pops back. He doesn't tell anybody where God's going, pops down here, does its thing, comes back up and everything's fine, but pop down and nobody knows where God is right now or what's going on. And, We don't know what's happening. Uh, We can't find uh, Bartleby and Loki. Uh, We had to call in the Scion to make this happen. So we had somebody on Earth making moves here. But at this point, we're all out of ideas. We don't know what's going on. And so, uh, this is when the J, uh, Kevin's, uh, Silent Bob's been carrying a newspaper this entire scene. Finally, like toss shows it to Jay and Jay shows it to them. Like, well, what if we just go to the church and ask uh, Cardinal Glick to close it and like, not to be open? Like, w- wouldn't that work? And they think this is a brilliant idea, which I'm like, I don't know. This seems like this seems pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but all right. Not to mention now you got the voice of God, just snapping people around it seems like this is very <laughs> simple to stop, but whatever, no big deal. Um, So now we probably get more. We uh, maybe this is where Bartleby and Loki cross over and pass the New Jersey sign, but it doesn't really matter for where we're going. Uh, Now we're with Cardinal Glick in his office. Uh, They're acting like they're reporters kind of thing, asking all these questions about it. Uh, You know, Jay does the thing to Jesus nipple on the cross Um, Glick is uh, practicing his putting game and talking about all this. And basically they finally get to the point of like, Hey, we need to ask you, to not do this whole thing. he's like, why wouldn't we do this? There's two guys who think they're or our angels. They think they're angels. They're going to come by and, you know, ruin the ceremony and you need to stop it or something bad's going to happen. And he's like, you're not pro-choice, are you? He's like, no, no, not, or pro-life no pro-choice you uh, no, it's not not bad from us we're not going to do anything it's these other guys yada, yada, yada. he's like listen thursday is going to go or whatever it is it's gonna go, is going to go today's going to go off without a hitch none of you are going to do nothing don't worry about it who sent you i love the when he's like who sent you and and chris Rock pounds on the table and goes i was sent by the one who is who calls i was sent by the one who calls himself i am works for, work for moses um it doesn't work here though uh glick uh tosses him out of his office he's going to do this whole thing uh they uh go to a bar uh they stole the putter as well. That's cool. Um this is where all the plans start coming together. So yeah, Bartleby and Loki are on approach to the thing. Um at the bar, they sit there and drink for a while. Eventually serendipity shows up because she's like, maybe I could help. Uh Jay, no, Bob. Jay, Jay and Bob reveal that they've stolen the golf club of the of George Carlin and have it there. Um what I, the one thing I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll lay it on the table for you of why I'm confused, is like, wait, did they have the conversation like in, uh, two minutes before he did the dedication ceremony? Or am I missing a day of content?
3: I don't think so, right? I, I, I think, think it was, yeah,
1: hours prior. It's uh, fucked very, up. very soon. Like That's really fucked up when you think about hour. it, right? Yeah, okay. yeah,
3: that makes sense why he was so, like, admin, like, ah, get mm. the hell out.
1: Yeah. We're running Anyways, every precaution. So they're at the bar then. Um, well, I'm going to toss it in here. Asriel shows up right there. And then, but then we cut away back to the dedication ceremony where Glick's giving his speech and he's t- he, 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 a really funny, like cheesy dad joke. You'd have at one of these things about the uh, <laughs> governor being a Protestant or whatever. We won't hold that against her. <laughs> yeah. He's killing it. Glick's funny. He's, man. I like. He's him. an Eagles fan. We won't hold that against her. Totally. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and he says something about, you know, explain. Let me tell you a few facts about this house, this, this house of God. And Bartleby is on approach. He's like, God's house. God doesn't live here anymore. It's just this fucking dope-ass speech, right? As he makes approach up there. Like, you know, he's turned his back on you, you charlatans, you whatever, a a speech I'm butchering right now. But eventually, security steps up, and he looks at his badge. Way too late. Yeah, totally, of course, as usual, right? What's even happening? Yeah, yeah. again, this is pre-9-11. We didn't think anything bad could happen to us. Um, Security steps up, though, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he looks at it, he's like, uh, whatever it is, Mr. Mr. Bigby or whatever. Like, I think it might be a reference to, uh, uh Bill Bixley. Uh, right. If he says, I don't remember, but he makes the incredible Hulk reference here of like, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And then he fucking snaps the dude's neck or whatever. And everybody screams and panics. <laughs> uh, then we cut back to the bar maybe this is when jason lee's introduced maybe this is when serendipity is introduced it doesn't matter uh but at, as i said uh now jason lee's there uh the bartender's like how the fuck did you get here what's going on he's like oh no problem you know how about what he, he sounds like you've already had enough already can i get one for the road how about a holy bartender anybody know how to make a holy bartender muse i know you how to make a holy bartender and, and, and whatever turns out eventually he shoots him with the uzi making a holy bartender uh he collapses everybody's terrified
2: <laughs> holy bartender yeah, exactly i are, love that delay show up
1: to hold everybody hostage and then like yeah with 10 minutes too late jay's like i get it. it's a great one holy <laughs> <bartender."> <laughs> um yeah so i think that's what i skipped or whatever right uh when we come back they're all seated down then they've all been forced into seats now and he's like how about a little television and i forget what stupid show jay wants to watch but he's like i was thinking more like current events Dave turns on the news yeah exactly it's a uh, grant takes they reporting for live from the dedication where winged men have shown up and are laying waste to everything bullets have no effect on them he starts screaming at the end of it and gets like dragged away um this is while we were watching this serendipity was sending bob the message and i've skipped a bunch of stuff here but he, he laid it out right of like when they're like you're a demon and he's like i used to be amused uh, like serendipity but when there was the war between heaven and in hell uh he didn't pick a side cuz he he didn't pick a side and i love the way he's like i was an artist elvis was an art- artist and when it came time to fight he he went, he enlisted in the war effort i love okay, that uh, okay. so Obviously, people who turned against God were sent to hell, but on top of that, uh, the people who chose no side, uh, who tried to stay on the sidelines and see who won, were also sent to hell, hence, uh, Azrael being down there. Um, you know, uh, 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 Bethany tries to lay it out, right? Of like, you have to understand, though, this is going to unmake everything. And he's like, human, have you ever been to hell? And he's like, I would rather not exist than go back to that place, which makes perfect sense, right? And I think it's really cool motivation for him. Um, anyways, though, then we watched the thing up there while that crap was happening. Uh, and serendipity sending the, the idea to Bob to grab the fucking thing. And when I say sending the idea, she's using her eyes and pointing at the fucking golf club. And he turns around. He's like, oh, what's this? And she's like, oh, nothing. I had something in my eye. Now, who's a fucking child? <laughs> He's like, what? You want to use it? Hit me in the golf club. Go ahead. You know, I'll give you one free swing. And he gets get it. Come on. Blah, blah. This, this again goes on a long, too long, I think, personally, in pacing. Yeah. But eventually gets Bob up. And then he, he unbuttons the shirt. Oh, I, like, I do like this thing. Licks it, cuts his shirt with his little, yeah, his <laughs> hands. Uh, Bob hauls off, hits him, and. Caves in his chest. But I'm a, I'm a fucking demon. Uh he falls down. Uh in the chaos, uh, they all grab the kids with the hockey sticks. Uh uh, uh Serendipity screams to Bethany to go bless the sink. She's like, What bless the sink? She slides on the bar and does the sign of the cross over the thing. They shove the kids' heads in there, they like melt away because it's holy water now, right? Um, that's explained, of course. It's in your blood, you know, whatever. Whatever. You know, it's one of the you know, fringe benefits of being the great grandniece of uh, Jesus. We're I did not under- water divine thing. I did not understand
2: what they were telling Jane and Silent Bob, to, or uh, what they were telling Jay to do. Um, like something when they before they dunked their heads in the water, a line
1: was being said to like Bethany. What think? Bless this. Okay, yeah, I, dude, I honestly, just My as a kid, I remember watching it and also not getting it. But eventually, I don't even know if I just couldn't
2: ca- captions. Yeah, I could. I needed. I definitely yeah. needed captions for that. I did
1: not. I had to rewind several times. Sure. Uh, and so then it is, yeah. That you know, he said it himself. I'm a fucking demon, uh, and the cardinal glicks the kind of asshole who would bless, bless his clubs for a better golf game. Um, oh, and there's because he was hit with an instrument of God. Silent Bob's an instrument of God? No, the <laughs> golf club. Uh, all right, we got to get back to uh, the. We got to get to the dedication ceremony, so they run over there. And on approach is just decimated. There's people dead everywhere, uh, headless bodies and bloody people and things are all falling down and shit. And as they get up there and uh, like trying to figure it all out, Matt Damon, uh, Loki comes out, he's already cut off his wings uh, he's, uh, you know, bloodied and drunk now cause he's been drinking champagne or whatever. And he's explaining like, he just lost it. You know what I mean? After we killed everybody here, he just started, you know, f- flying around and getting people off the street and dropping them here too. Uh, you know, they should let us, <laughs> this is a, you know, a millennia of being pent up. They should really let us jerk off. And they all look at him. He's like, Oh, step, step back. And then another body falls from the sky and lands there and explodes. Um, at that point, Bartleby comes down, right, and he—I forget what he says when he comes down in this fucking epic pose, the wings going or whatever against the thing. Uh, you know, this scene didn't look horrible on with the YouTube uh, compression. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> look
2: great though. those, those wings? Nah. Yeah. I, also, I, you know.
3: Yeah, right before it, when they're flying around, right before he drops it, that is just ooh, that's PlayStation Two. That's <laughs> green, yeah.
2: it look, it looked like a. a what did it look like? Um, uh, Soul Reaver. Uh, Legacy of see Kane Soul Reaver. Like it just reminded me of one of those gut scenes.
1: So Barley lands. Uh, he, you know, lays out more of his plan here or whatever. I also left out when J- uh, uh, Azrael laid out his plan or whatever. Uh, he didn't. He, I forget what's the one thing he held back on. Or I couldn't figure out the whatever. He didn't tell him one thing. He's like, I've watched too many Bond movies to know. <laughs> you never reveal your plan no matter how close that you are to certain victory. Uh, At this point, though, Bartleby lands and, you know, starts monologuing and talking to them. And eventually Matt Damon gets up. He's like, all right, I'm going to stop you. I've decided I got to stop you or whatever. I could. And, you know, Bartleby's like, I'm sorry you lost the faith. Stabs him because he's just human now. He did not go through the archway yet. So he's just a dead sinner outside now. Well, he Um, goes to hell then, right? Yeah.
3: That's really fucked up. But I guess in Bartleby's mind, he's going to. future Spoilers. Okay. What? What are
1: you going to say?
3: I was gonna say well, the future spoilers for this movie or Yeah. Okay.
2: I'm saying keep 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 in line with the timeline we've laid out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was like a dogma too or something.
4: Yeah, I was like, was it we talking about the series? Isn't
2: that a series <laughs> that I got made?
3: I feel like we jump at the to the end of the movies all the time and talk about it, but it's fine. <laughs> all right, never mind. No no, go ahead and do what you're doing. I'm just saying being very specific. Okay. Well I was just saying that that uh in his mind he was going to erase he he's going to erase all existence in a minute right so he doesn't
1: care that his friend is going to hell well i, I think at that point Bartleby just doesn't give a shit about anything yeah all right I, I think all he cares about is yeah you know exist not having to deal with the pain of this breakup with god i think is honestly where his head's at the wings look so gross and they're all meaty and yeah. bloody oh.
2: later when he um, grabs
1: it and it's just a little like stick yeah. part and it's yeah. like yeah. Oh. You know, spurts of blood or whatever um so, yeah, now it's a fight, but they they're trying to kill Bartleby, but they don't want to use the gun yet because they need to do a whole bunch of stuff. So mainly, when they
4: hide. we get the we get the joke yep. from where he starts taking his pants off,
1: yeah, Bob, <laughs> Bob, Rufus and Serendipity engage uh, Jay and uh, uh, Bethany fall back, as you said, and this is where Jay starts taking off his pants uh and bethany's like what the fuck he's like you you said if we had five minutes to live i'd say we only got about five minutes to live you said you'd fuck me she's like oh god he's like listen we can either lay over here all all comatose we can either fuck right and we can even we can lay over here all comatose like uh yeah, we can need to lay over here all comatose like John Doe Jersey over there or we can get to the love uh, get to the uh, fucking he says something weird though cuz she says what did you just say? He says the weird thing again. It's a nice way to say fucking. And she says no, the thing before that. John Doe Jersey. Jersey is over there in that hospital right there. It it clicks in Bethany's head. She's like where is the nearest uh, ski ball? where's the nearest carnival or boardwalk or whatever? He's like, you know, Asbury Park over there. Do they have ski ball? Yeah. She kisses him. They uh, she Bob gets thrown over at this point. She's like, "Bob, come with me, and then we're going to run over there." They run to the hospital. And she's like, to Jay, distract him just keep you got to keep him and make sure he doesn't go through those doors of course jay has not paid attention to anything and does not remember that he cannot you know make him a human yet and so instead he picks up the uzi and goes hey big bird want to count the? i want to play the counting game count the shells suck a duck and starts fucking lighting him up and ben affleck you know bartleby turns and just shakes his head and goes down on one knee exposing his wings and jay just blasts the shit out of his wings as serendipity and rufus come over to stop him grabbing him By the time they get there, of course, he's like, out of bullets. This is what you're talking about, right? Where we cut back to Ben Affleck, uh, Bartleby there, who – sits back up and is like clearly in pain and he's got his little thing spurting and he reaches back there and he feels he's got no anything he licks his hand he's like huh. and his, I, again i think great acting of like this pain but his plan is accomplished and everything else And he starts laughing and he just then he goes into like joker crazy laughing at the sky or
0: whatever but whatever he's had a rough day uh then back the, this the is office. the thing for me like as you're saying all this it's like really kind of hitting me and reminding me that like the moment they get to the church and the angels have their wings that's where this movie just totally falls apart for me where I'm like this seems like way too big for what this budget can actually withstand on top of that you're adding way too many elements you're giving way too many orders to split the characters up there's leaps in logic of her figuring out the ski ball and all that stuff things that are referenced way too many hours ago of us watching this movie like it just kind of feels like it was just getting rushed to the end where yes when you say it all beat for beat it does make sense but like it's not really enjoyable to consume hmm hmm
3: I feel like when someone's like, hey, God really likes skee-ball, that's a thing that, like, you're going to remember in passing afterwards, you know? When an
0: angel tells you God and really was, likes
1: it. Remember, you. it was referenced at the ballroom, like, what, it, that's in what I'm movie saying. movie time 20 minutes ago? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it, like, it adds up. I'm just saying, like, it just kind of seems like the flimsiest thing that gets us to yeah, it's, being it's, the big final thing that she needs to go do.
4: It's it's always weird when I mean this is like a trope that people use all the time, but it's always weird when someone says something random and passing, yeah. and then gives the other character the piece of the, the missing piece of the puzzle of information, and like it is what it is that that that, that happens a lot in TV where it's like oh my like when you're watching any sort of mystery show in TV there's always someone who's like man I sh- I can't find my keys what did you say key yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the key to the mystery and it's like it's <laughs> so fucking lazy writing but yeah in but this like- I feel like. I feel like when I got to the end of this movie, at the very be- at the first time I watched, it, I was like, okay, the dude in the fucking thing is God. Like that's the- That's why God's not here; he's in a coma, and they're keeping him in a coma. That makes sense. Yeah. How she would figure that out? I mean, from a random fucking news headline she saw maybe once is beyond me. But whatever.
3: well, I, I think that the key part is that uh, Jay says it, and he is the like one of the two he's prophets, the prophet. right? Like yeah. the, their purpose is to motivate the movie, like not not just the movie, but like. Their role is to move this, like, story this this along. Like, yeah. I also think yeah.
1: too. Like, and I, I and I'm I mean, whatever. We're, we're I'm not making excuses or whatever. But again, in their world, I think John Doe, John Doe Jersey is like Terry Shivo. Because remember, like in church in the very beginning, it's referenced right of like mm-hmm. oh and no, all second collection for John Doeers. Like I think it was national headlines that this was happening to the point of. No, I, we're talking about how she's heard it once on a news story. I think it was supposed to be more. Everyone's talking about, about it. About it was right. on the, in the newspaper, well, box wasn't she at, in the
0: church when he was given the. Speech? Right. But I mean, yeah. like, I think but she, was she was the only one paying attention. You're right. Sure, it's it's she's like also uh, totally
1: defeated. Yeah. I hear
4: you. It, it would be like Baby Jessica, right? Or it's like every fucking night there was like talk about this yeah, damn kid yeah, that felt yeah,
1: 100 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. Baby Jessica. Uh, back to my point that we're old. Uh, back to time. my point. Yeah. Uh, I I hear you, Tim, but I still like this. I still like the way everything comes together. And even though it's not, by any stretch of the imagination, the tightest plot or anything like that, I appreciate that it is... It's a movie. Every movie has this. Like, I don't know how you do movies and not have it... Something get mentioned earlier. And what is the one we're thinking of? I'm thinking of, like... What... What a, Tim, you're with me on a million different shows. What one I'm thinking of where there's not a moment, I always say there's not a moment wait Oh, clerks, right? No, well, Back the future, to the future, back to the future. one There's not a moment wasted. Every part, part, every line is something that's critical to the plot. I'm not saying that's here. I'm not saying that's here, but I still appreciate a lot of good connections though. Anyways, uh, yeah, Bob and uh, uh, Bethany run to the hospital. People are being evacuated. This is, this is not a drill. This is the apocalypse. Uh, they run inside and find him. Uh, they're there, and she's like, I hope you're a ski ball f- I hope you're a skee-ball f- type. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, uh, after he's done laughing, uh, Bartleby turns and books to the doors, uh it's this dual planes of action. Uh they unplug uh John Doe jersey. Uh there's a moment there, pull out of stuff as Bartleby's approaching. Bartleby gets his hands on the door. He uh, back at uh, John Doe. He goes, no, 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 and like this holy light shoots out of him or into him. And one of the one of the holy lights like goes awry and shoots off of his body through Bethany's side. Um she collapses. Uh, at the same time the doors are flung open and it's the blinding white light before Bartleby can enter it is in fact uh god standing there with Metatron uh and it's a lot last more set as we've talked about before um and Metatron gets line of like was wisconsin, was 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 it was it wisconsin, was wisconsin really that bad uh but it is a super sad uh moment i feel personally of again this payoff for it and i think They did such a great job of, I think, uh, stressing that to Bartleby, this was like a breakup, right? He loved God, not sexually, but like loved God. Like that was what his whole thing was. And so again, to get like a one strike policy while you do see all of us morons out here fucking around doing whatever we want and not being banished, not being burned. Uh, That moment of him, you know, saying he's sorry and collapsing into her arms, right? And then kneeling down to accept his fate. I I really connected with, and I like this whole scene, except for then the, effect of his head blowing up and his chest exploding when she yells like that whole thing i was like i don't know i needed it this literally <laughs> i get it but i don't know you know what i mean that was back to like how to handle action in a kevin smith movie i was like okay like that that it's a really sweet tender real moment that i think could have been done a different way but we also get the thing of uh you know uh, rickman being like if you're not already dead or from another plane of existence, you might want to cover your ears. And Jay's like, what the fuck does that mean? Jay, Jay the entire way is like not kneeling. He's like, nail stupid. Rufus grabs him down. Then they, co- what does that mean? They cover they cover his head. Who the fuck and is then, she? Yeah, blows, yeah, exactly. Blows up uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, so and it was all over. Jay pops back up. Yeah, and he's like... What the fuck is going on? Who the fuck is she? What the fuck happened to that guy's head? <laughs> she kisses him. He's totally chill about it, and then she runs off to go start being god. Or oh, she walks off in the street actually to start being god about things and this you know destruction. She looks around, and it's a uh, you know he does the uh, wax on wax wax off moment. She, the camera spins, and she fixes everything. Everything's back did, to being beautiful. Are did she like back to life? Did she you know do that? Who knows? Yeah, I guess.
3: Uh, that's that was my question. I always thought
1: that she did. Like brought everyone back to life me and too. like kind of erase that. Yeah, me um, too cuz yeah. I think it's just too many hanging chads there of like all right cool right. all these people are dead in the hospital got evacuated and everybody knows
0: angels are real like right, it's right, never right.
1: referenced again in a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, outside uh, of J. Bob reference.
0: But it. uh, like, an interesting thing there that uh, that might lead to that not being the case is I was reading one of the the facts is the reason that they cleaned up the streets was made but the decision to do that was made during shooting because the shooting at the church went longer than they had um, allocated, and the church was like, "Guys, like you're being like, we're cool with this, but you're going you're going way too long now. Like you got to speed it up." So Kevin Smith was like, "Cool, can you give us a couple more days? We'll clean it all up, and I'll write that into the the plot." So oh, it makes interesting,
1: sense. interesting. Yeah, but I think even if that wasn't the idea, like that's what I think it is. You know yep, what I mean? Yeah. Going mm-hmm. okay. yeah. yeah, um. So it's all well and good. That's awesome. That's great. And then rufus looks over and he's like oh no and it's bob walking uh covered in blood with bethany's body she's dead uh he puts her down or whatever um and then yeah you know it looks like bethany's dead but of course she, we have ways to fix that uh god walks over uh kneels down and does the, this is where the you know she does like the pan thing and is this wax on does he say wax on wax off here or it doesn't matter no i think uh, it was earlier it was early, right? Because this is when they bring her back, and she's like, what happened? It was, and Alanis Morissette brings her back. Uh, but he's like, what happened? And he's like, "We, she can rebuild you. She has the technology. <laughs> stronger, also,
2: uh, also, Alanis Morissette, look, like uh, spitting image of Meg Turney here.
1: Oh, like, I, just, nice. I, I
2: just swore. I, I was like, oh, my God, that looks like Meg Turney. Meg Turney but time also, travel is God. <laughs> is there um, – was there any story reason for why – Uh, she didn't speak that i missed something yeah i I remember
1: early on that's why metatron exists because if she was to speak uh, we don't have the understanding or physical fortitude to do it that's why she that's why when she spoke she blew up ben affleck yeah Yeah. they they said
3: they said they went through five atoms before they figured that one out
1: that's great Mm that was funny um so yeah bethany gets to sit there And God's walking around sniffing the flowers in her crazy sparkly outfit. Alan Rickman talks to her a little bit about it. Um, uh, There's a few different things that happen here. I think this, she, the boop is at the very end, right? Yeah. So like this is when uh, Alan Rickman is like, you know, you got to take care of yourself. She's like, no, I'm very important now, right? And she, I, I don't know, I have work to do or some shit like that. And he's like, no, but you know, she does or whatever, and puts his hand over her her womb. In a very weird way. Yeah, oh, very, aggressively. very, very aggressively. And I'm like, like, i you're putting my hand in a, in a lot of
4: different places where I don't traditionally think the womb is. <laughs> you know no, I mean? I mean, but that's
3: right. That's where the womb that's is. That's where the womb is. That's yeah, exactly.
4: no, he nailed it. Yeah, he, he had, like when you touch a womb, gentlemen out yeah. there, if you're touching someone's womb, don't, don't go full spread. Of oh,
3: don't go full <laughs> spread because he's getting lips at the bottom there. Yeah.
1: You don't need, well, that's you my just, thing. Is like, do you think he, he I, is that like, when he does it and like does like a little bit of clinch? I think he might be impregnating there as God on behalf of God. You don't think the lightning just, did it? That's what uh, uh, I mean, mean killed her.
4: Yeah, uh, when she healed. Her, but like,
3: that's what happens: you get killed a little bit, baby, put in you. They do call it a little. No, death.
4: I read when she waxed on waxed off the blood, she put a baby in her. Which also, <sighs> also by the I way, thought like this, Ripman gave her the baby <laughs> because of the grab. No, but Alan Rickman is not God. God, he's the voice of God. You. He's, he's doing God's work. Yeah, the seed of God. Son of God, not the son of fucking Snape from Harry it's Potter. Like when,
1: it's like when Joey autographs merch for me and sends it to fans. I autograph that.
4: <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like when <laughs> I, quit, uh, I have Joey
1: autograph all those checks from you to me. It's you technically <laughs> autograph <laughs> yeah. Joey, and splitting the money. Uh, so yeah, Bethany's pregnant, and that girl's <laughs> going to be very important to them down the line interested to see kevin she she's uh you know what? no future spoilers i don't even don't even I, we'll talk about this another day
3: yeah it's, um it's, i wish they had gone a slightly different route and made some but well yeah you're right
1: all right. um yeah so now it's time all right cool this is all wrapped up or whatever uh they're gonna go back to heaven uh if you want to come rufus get in the fucking church we're going <laughs> get in the car stupid we're going shopping uh serendipity i think is how you help you can come back to if you want to uh rufus is like all right cool they all start saying their goodbyes all right bethany like you know you work on those changes for me right crisis of faith over she's like yeah and he's like uh this is where i'm gonna fuck it up too right because it's uh Uh, your beliefs restored. No, but I've got a good idea. Cause way before he was talking about how beliefs were way harder to change than ideas. Right. And you know, again, I skipped over the whole thing of serendipity and be like, no religion's gotten it. Right. Um, she says goodbye. Serendipity. She gets in the thing. Uh, Jane, Bob got up, you know, Jay woke up, I guess. And Bob did a little thing and they're like, you know, uh, if you clean up your roof is like, if you clean up your language of those two, you know, I'll put in a good word for you too. And Bob goes, thanks. And Jay hits him. um, more set God, there is like, approaches or whatever. And Bethany gets to have a moment with her or whatever. And I think I might have this might have already happen. But, you know, basically, like, I know, you know, like, why are we here is the plan? The thing she comes up with, she, hmm, it goes, whoops her on the nose, which, again, I think verbalizes is a verbal thing that would blow up Bethany's head. But whatever. Yep. I, on, or at least put like a hole for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so they all step into the doorway and they all get a little smiley shot. The door closes and they're gone. Uh, Bethany, Jane, the Bob sit down um jay's first thing is like we should go to the quick stop because <laughs> they're back in jersey obviously for the first time in quite some time and then uh yeah you know jay says something to bethany's like you know you can't talk to me like that i'm gonna be a your mother you're, like, you're pregnant you know i heard you have sex into the third trimester <laughs> so, so we get, a, <laughs> get out of it and then uh, pain of the church and then that is dogma like bethany, i feel i do feel dogma. bad for bethany in this right because
4: she's been through this pretty traumatic thing she's had a loss of faith and then the faith is restored and then after all of this violence that she's seen and you have to imagine it's pretty traumatic she now has to deal with a kid it's oh, like the worst possible thing but worst her, to
3: her loss of faith was due be- like because she lost the ability to have children
4: no, her loss of faith was uh, she had lost the ability to have children, which is why the love of her life left her. she I don't know that, that she necessarily wanted a kid so much as she wanted sure. the option to have a kid so she could keep her man. Which was like, mm. at the end of this, I'm like, did you ask her if she wanted a kid? Because maybe she doesn't <laughs> want a kid right now. Maybe <laughs> she got be- the bloodline. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah but knows like, that should have been my choice. It's same similar with Mary. Wait, Mary didn't want that when, kid. But then when, all of a sudden, her womb's blessed everyone's trying to fuck her so they can make milkshakes. Nah, than you made, made that up.
1: Stuff. You made that up. That's not yeah, what I was after. I went
4: to Catholic school. Do we know
1: what? Whatever happened to Linda Fiorentino? Right, Dead. she burned out. Time travel. Last movie, two thousand nine, and the movie before I, that, was two
4: thousand two. I, I looked it up. So she, I read this long article about. Um, her and a few other women. And apparently, I don't know, they, they didn't. They don't have any proof of it, but they talked about how she was quote unquote difficult to work with. But then the article went into the idea of like what that word meant and how it played into like Me Too and the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't know if she got caught up in that and it was just super certain producers kind of ousted yeah, her right. or if she was in fact difficult to work with. Because Tommy Lee Jones apparently didn't want her back for Men in Black 2, which is why she didn't come back. He had it like actually written into his clause, like I will come back for Men in Black 2, but I do not want to work with her again. And I don't know if that's because she was mean or, um, you know, he, they talked about how she was a little bit unprofessional on set, but you never know. Cause the quote unquote unprofessional on set was just yeah. a way for people to be like, she won't fuck me. So I'm, she's done, you know? Yeah. Uh, but who knows? She had a I good mean, career. You know, it seems like
1: a complete asshole, a great actor, but well, what a complete asshole, So I'm sure that's what it was. Did you ever hear that Jim Carrey story from yeah. forever? Yeah. Where he's just <laughs> he's no like a for no reason. Jim Carrey walks up, like I'm a huge fan. He's like, I don't respect you, and I hate everything you do. And he's like, All right, <laughs>
0: yeah. <can't> <laughs> me on this picture, <laughs> yeah, it was fucked up. It's a little haiku in review.
2: Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret. It haikus don't need to rhyme.
0: Haiku, haiku in, in review. review. Haiku, haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to leave your reviews in haiku forms, just like Bumble Boy Wonder did. You were one liners. Makes good points on religion. Holy bartender. John Lestrina says, Jason Lee is great. Was that Andy or Alan? This is no. <laughs>
2: great. 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 Thank you. Appreciate that.
0: Thank now, you. Ricky McFly says, a shit demon. Wow. That meant demon cameo, cameo in Thor. Makes sense now. So there we go. That's it. Ragu Bagu baby. Ragu Now, no.
1: no. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ragu Bagu. That's Rad Guys Talk. Bad guys, the podcast within the podcast where we rank all the villains of the View Askew universe. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, alongside Andy, Kevin, Tim, and Nick. So far, Volume 9 of Ragu Bagu, as I only acknowledge the ones I'm on, uh, has it like this. Number one, the biggest villain inside the View Askew universe, Holden and his male insecurity. Number two, Shannon and Michael Rooker. Number three, Dante, his own worst enemy. Uh, Guys, who is the villain of Dogma, and where do we rank them? Asriel? Asriel? Nick, right. you said
4: something? I would say yeah. I mean, this one actually has literal villains in it. So yeah, Asriel um, and I would do say you put, Bartleby? Do we put Bartleby in it? Yeah, do we put Bartleby yeah, in it? Definitely. I think so, because I feel like yeah. he is, a, even though I feel like he's a well-written villain, I feel like you can sympathize with why he's frustrated and why he feels the need to do what he does. But yeah, he still is a bad guy in this, um, as is Loki, even though Loki has a bit of a redemption story. So yeah. I would say Loki, Bartleby, uh, Azriel and for good measure, to, uh, Greg, uh, central heating, central air, and
1: uh, healing. Huh? I, I don't want to put Loki in. I mean, Loki, well, Loki does shoot you know, up choice. a whole lot. Yeah, he then. kills like, a lot of people. They're bad people. But he's but. The, yeah, he's the angel of death. He's doing his god, his business ordered by God. Like I don't yeah. count that as a villain move because it, it, when it's revealed that hey, you're going to end existence by doing this, or at least there's consequences. Yeah, he to tries to about. stop it. He's the first
4: one to be like, "Whoa, we shouldn't do this." Then. Greg, listen, I love genocide as much as the next person, but I just don't think it's necessarily something that's a positive thing, you know.
1: This is just why you want the use last one death. second of the New Testament. It's true. That's why I'm in the Old Testament.
3: That's, I think it's the opposite, right? The Old Testament you know,
1: is all about genocide. Time. All right, so Where do you want to, where, where is the argument for putting our trio here even though I do not recognize Loki?
4: I'd say number 1. Yeah, number I 1 they're really, I mean, classical villains. I think you, I think yeah, these, they're Holden fucks up his life way worse. He
1: could have had a nice life
4: with
3: him. Yeah, Alyssa. but it's just his life. These guys were going to stop all of existence. I mean,
1: it like you know, they're Bumble Boy well, Because really. they
3: were stopped by uh, the last scion over there and Jane and Son of Bob.
2: Otherwise, I, they would have won. It's not, it's not only that I, I obviously Holden did fuck up his life or whatever, but I, I like Ben Affleck's performance here more. I like Jason Lee's performance here more. Okay. Okay. Um, I respect yeah. that.
1: All right, then. I don't agree, but number one, we're going to put the trio from Dogma. That's fine, Greg. You don't have to agree. It's okay. Hey, well, man, we can a you. it's a
5: democracy. You know what I mean?
1: This isn't a democracy.
0: That's a cheerocracy.
1: No, I, I literally just said it's a democracy. We just voted.
0: <laughs> like now it's time to rank the U.S. universe. Uh, currently, number one, we have Chasing Amy. Number two, we have Clerks. Number three, we have Mallrats. I would put it. Below clerks but above Mallrats. rats. I would say so. yeah,
4: yeah that sounds for me, right. I thought for about right. Well. Like, I think this is a good movie. I do, but I think it's overly complex and I think that at the end, it's just not as entertaining and cut and dry as clerks uh, or chasing Amy. I think those were a lot I think the themes for those movies came through a lot more because of the simplistic nature. And with this one, I think obviously this is his most complex and philosophical film. But as a dumb idiot that I am, I started blanking over after a certain point. I'm like, I get it. Religion's bad. Or maybe it's good. Or I don't really know. I'm not truly sure what message I'm supposed to be left with at the end of this film. Other than, like, I guess that last line was important where he's like, ideas are good. Faith is bad. I don't really know. We're supposed to have faith. Who knows? Like I I it's convoluted for me, but I do find the movie. I think the movie is very, very well made and very, very like the writing's good. And the characters are, I mean, this is the first movie that has really, really good actors in it. It's just, I don't, I still prefer clerks over this.
2: I would put this uh, over clerks and mall rats. Um, I just think, I think I was just entertained the whole time, you know, with clerks, I found myself fading out. Um, uh, So much of the, so many of the aspects of clerks, whether it was the acting or, The I mean mostly just the acting, let's be honest. Like (laughs) the the acting in clerks is pretty, pretty awful. Uh, and I just found myself like, okay, this is this is as enjoyable as chasing Amy, uh, in my opinion. I might even put this above chasing Amy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing
2: for me. It's it's such an interesting uh,
0: so much like the flowery language that Kevin Smith is known for and that we see in the other movies, but I feel like now it's the flowery language that's also adding with a whole bunch of Ah, uh, mythology and like various mythologies being all added together. So there's that extra level of exposition, which weirdly allows this movie to have individual characters, which is a criticism I've had of all the other ones that they all sound like they're all the same character. This one, at least, I feel like there are different characters. But then it it works against it for me in the sense that the characters I like, like Silent Bob, I feel like gets treated lesser than in this movie, and I feel like he could have wrapped some things up better in this that would have made it a lot stronger for me. Of what Nick's saying about, like, what is the moral of this? I feel like that we could have had some stronger elements um, if they just made some wiser choices character-wise.
1: It's tough. Uh, Because, you know, I think out of the view-iskew universe so far, and probably even onward, but like, well, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, You know, Mallrats is such my favorite. Right. But I think when we do this, I start thinking about like, what is the better movie. Right. I think that's why chasing Amy stood out so much uh, last week in terms of, uh, yeah, in terms of, you know, a plot, a progression, where it's going, what it's doing. And I think it, when I start grading on that, it, I dogma gets in the running for number one. Cause I do think that, yeah, it's doing more complex things and sure it's not succeeding at all of them or whatever. But I think about what you're saying, Tim, of first off people feeling different and not just sounding like they're coming out of Kevin's brain necessarily, but then also like the way this comes together and has so many moving parts, right? And like actually feels like, for better or worse, I know we're talking about like, you know, uh, ski ball being this thing that's mentioned like three times before it becomes the key to the entire thing. Feeling more like a whole movie to it, you know what I mean? Because that's my problem with Chasing Amy, where I think just getting back to it. Like granted, it's a real hang up people had or whatever, but it was such a weird thing to hang the movie on, right? Of just holding me in a bitch about shit. Whereas this one, I feel like having actual villains like we're talking about, an actual antagonist, right? Things being moved. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vote number one for Dog. Do you think number one? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was.
2: I, I'm with you, Greg. I'm. I was kind of more impressed with the level of difficulty in making this movie good yeah. and entertaining, and I think they succeeded. I, I think it's hard to make a good movie with so many different moving parts, and and trying to, uh, you know, and, and do it in a way that doesn't feel like it's talking down at you. You know. Yeah. My.
4: I, I see all those points. I think just for me, I wish the movie weren't as literal. I wish I wish it wasn't literally the biblical characters telling you about the Bible. And I think that to, to I think that, that that's a certain level of storytelling that obviously Kevin Smith really wanted to do. He really wanted to play around with these characters in real world settings from the Bible. But I think I just wish it was set a little bit less literal and these characters weren't literally the I mean, the, the manifestations of themselves from the Bible. Um, I do like that they kind of modernized a little bit. I don't know if we talked about it or not, Tim, but the idea of uh, the fact that the halos were all the hoodies that they were wearing, all angels and all that stuff. Um something that's cool, but I, w- I wish they would have taken a few more steps of that and not had it be like the literal word of God and all these things. I think they would have been a little bit more um, impactful and a little simpler with that. But I mean, this is the story he wanted to tell and he's sticking to it. So uh, it's
0: or Kev you want to say Oh something?
3: yeah I was just going to say like I you know I, I kind of feel like one over like this is such a I, I enjoy these movies so much but after thinking about it right now I I do feel like this movie has moved up in my like my personal ranking so surprising
0: Let's vote Who thinks it's better than Mallrats raise your hand We all raise our hand Who thinks it's better than Clerks raise your hand Kev, Andy and Greg raise their hand Who thinks it's better than Chasing Amy raise your hand all three of them. The new rankings are number one, Dogma. Number two, Chasing Amy. Number three, Clerks. And number four, Mallrats. We will be back this Friday with Transformers, the movie, the 1986 animated one. And then next Tuesday with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Only three more movies left. Wow. This is the hump day of the Kevin Smith. Lewis Everybody humped tonight. You know what I'm saying? Put your fucking hump on, guys. Until then.
5: Nugans.